The below the belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB. I'm your host, Al Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure. Uh, wow. Another incredible episode that we have for you guys from top to bottom. Uh, but let's go ahead and introduce the panel, if you will. Actually, let me introduce the panel, if I will. No, wait. What's the holidays properly saying? <laughs> let, me, let me introduce the panel, if I may. Okay, there you go. So let's go ahead and introduce. That's right. Affectionately known as the Sith Lord. He is also six foot eight, and you can't teach that. He is Darth Paul Wallace. I am a Sith Lord. Okay. And and I have to believe that, right? <laughs> I got to. Uh, also joining us, the wonderful, the talented actress extraordinaire, calling in from Los Angeles, West Coast, in the house. Kelly Christopher back on BTB. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, join <laughs> us for the first half of BTB. And of course, we will be talking about everything going on in the world of entertainment, of course, but we do have a special guest tonight. Um, wow, this this documentary blew me away. I'm I'm, I'm always interested in UFOs and and extraterrestrial um matters. Is there life out there? But there is a documentary called We Are Not Alone. The host, Serena DC, will be joining us tonight. Um, she's the host of the documentary. And uh, I have so many questions. You know, I'm very curious about the film, how she gathered the subs, uh, the subjects, and uh, just a lot of, lot of things uh, that we should definitely talk to her about. Um, it's a great documentary. And all three of us have seen the doc, haven't we? Yeah. Yes. Yes, and we can't wait to talk to her about everything uh, mm-hmm. in her film. Yes, but we'll save all that for later because, uh, you know, good jump back and forth. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> I think I think uh, BTV should sh- uh, throw out everything movie. So here we go. Cool. But that's bananas. That's off the chain. I guess I should disclose that this is BTB's first show on Zoom, and I'm just getting used to some of the the features, and um, also um, hearing my voice in the ear in these headphones is a little bit different than our previous video conferencing software. Really? Uh, wow. Okay. It's it, it, it's it not the same to me. Yeah. yeah so uh, 
but uh, nonetheless, this is what I'm hearing in here. So, um, but nonetheless, we're here. Uh, so let's let's start with talking about everything going on in entertainment. Um, so we always start with movie stuff, right? And uh, Big Paul, you're always like up to date with all the movie stuff going on for sure, aren't you? Okay, yeah. I mean, I, this week, well, last week, well, this week I saw Butcher's Crossing, and I also saw uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Flowers of the Color Moon. Um, don't you mean Killers of the Flower? Moon? I mean Killers of the Flower. You reverse the <laughs> one of those days. No well, time. Maybe that could maybe that could be the sequel. <laughs> flowers of the killer mood. That'd be cool to have flowers. Wait, of the moon. isn't that a book? That, it was a book. Yeah. Flowers of the killer moon, as opposed to killers <laughs> of the flower moon. Well, Zod. Um, yeah, since you've seen it, and I'm thinking, well, I'm not Zod either. In the panel, why don't you give okay. us a review of the film, which I was reading is three hours long, over three and a half. Yeah, it was. It's three and a half hours long, to be honest with you, Al. Um. Two and a half. It okay. was a pretty good story. It was a little drawn out. Um, I think DiCaprio did a good job. Now, um, Scorsese needs to get away from Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, I think, did okay, but he just kind of like seemed like he was just there. I think if they, he used a, like I was, I also did research on the real story. I mean, I think if he used um John Lithgow, who was also in the movie, he had more. I don't know. He had more depth to his character. I think he had more. Uh, malevolence i mean that's because i mean like as i said De Niro just kind of was like just it was like he was just reading his lines but i mean interesting DiCaprio did a great job so i mean if anything i think the near near get razzy and i think DiCaprio will get a, a, a like a emmy or an oscar because i mean he just an oscar nominee was yeah. good at he, i mean playing different levels of emotion but the near just kind of was just like just real monotone, real just so I mean, and the other the Native American cast did great too. It's just as I said, I think it was a good story. I mean, there's a couple twists in there that you might pick up before the end happens. I mean, then it kind okay. of becomes obvious, but it, I think it was a good movie. It just they were trying to story build, and I think they might have they could have skipped over a couple things and kind of like just chopped it together a little bit better, maybe, maybe Interesting. editing. Well, you know what? I did hear that the the, the spanking scene, uh, uh, Robert, you're spanking. Yeah. spanking. It's a spanking scene. scene. Yeah, that's yeah. not spoilerish, but uh, wow. apparently I just read uh, that Leo put on some padding, and so De Niro oh, okay. could just go out at him when he spanked him. So, okay. uh, so, so he's pretty much saying that Leo DiCaprio is a team player, and uh, um, <laughs> but okay. but you would think Killers the Flower Moon. Would uh, with Scorsese, DiCaprio, De Niro would be the number one movie. No, Taylor Swift. <laughs> you can't stop you know, the Swifties. Taylor, Taylor Swift is actually helping the NFL ratings if all it's possible. So that's that exactly. tells you about Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's People right. People are watching well, football games just to see Taylor Swift maybe in the stands with Kelsey. That's that's basically yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's exactly right. Um, because uh, she's been showing up at all the Chiefs games, with the most yep. recent one being the uh, L.A. Uh, Chargers, I believe, right, right yep. near neck of the woods, Kelly. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, the number one movie, uh, with thirty-one million, and then Killers of the Flower Moon was in second place with forty-one million. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, what, what's I'm sorry, crossing? sorry, that's... sorry. I, I read the wrong number. Twenty three million uh, uh, for uh, Killers of Flower Moon. Um, 
apologize for that. I was reading the wrong number, which was for Scorsese Sutter Island. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Um, And then you get the third, fourth, and fifth films, respectively. Well, we have uh, The Exorcist Believer, which, Paul, we don't need to talk about the film because we we got your review last time. Do you know what? I I saw something. I didn't realize this. You know they were originally going to do a sequel with, like, Reagan's twin daughters. I wonder if they just recycled the script for this movie and just kind of, like, changed the characters around a little bit because it was going to be two young girls. And that kind of makes sense the way the movie showed up. I I did not hear about that. Yeah, because there was a scrap script where it was going to be Reagan's twin daughters are born and they get possessed. But you have two little girls in this movie getting possessed. So I kind of wonder if they kind of just were like, eh, let's just make it two random different girls and chop instead it of, all together. Of, no, you when you say Reagan, you're really Reagan, the original, yes. the, root, the original character. The original one, yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, some sometimes they don't like to tie um films in. So this is probably more of a reboot versus uh would you say it's more of a reboot than a sequel? No, no, it's a it's definitely a sequel because you have Reagan's mom. Okay. Reagan's mom's in there, and okay. I'm, I'm not going to give away that there's a there's a surprise appearance at the end. But I mean, Reagan's mom's plays a big part in this movie. Okay, so yeah, so, that... so, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely tied into the whole universe. I mean, except number two, which number two they kind of like, yeah, nobody likes that movie, so it's like not part of the universe. That was like more like uh, just mind control and like stuff like that. So. Wow. So yeah, The Exorcist, 5.6 million um, its third week of release. And then the fourth and fifth film, respectively, is Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. And rounding up the top five, I'm actually surprised um, they're putting The Nightmare Before Christmas back in theaters. That, oh, really? It's a, that's number five that, yeah. movie? Yeah. Am, am I the only one who watched Butcher's Crossing? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, because it didn't make Nick the top Cage. Five. I mean, they had Nick Cage and it was a Western. It wasn't really bad. And it was very similar to uh, killers of the fire moon because just the premise of it. I mean, it was a, it was a very well, similar premise. It was it had to do with like a taking of over indulgence and taking advantage of people. So did you, you enjoyed it though. Yeah, you, you, was it? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it was a good movie. I mean, wasn't anything special, special, but it was a decent western. I mean, the, there was I had a twist at the end where I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Most people probably didn't even know about it if it did. You know, not that great. I mean, if they, yeah. they I mean, it was PR, only, a, then it was only in like it. it wasn't even in all the theaters. It was in uh, like the theaters me and Al could go to, like for a SAG. Uh, it was only in one of them. It was only in uh, the Cinemark Egyptian. It wasn't in uh, the Towson. Right. One. So if it's a small right. release, yeah, it's not going to do. Yeah, so yeah, it's probably a smaller release. Dude, I haven't even heard, seen any marketing for the film. So when you yeah, told it was, me that, it was made so... by Saban. So I mean, I guess I guess when he sold Power Rangers, he started making movies. Yeah. All right. I mean, the only Nick maybe, Cage maybe film I've seen is the other one he's oh, doing. Oh, he's Paul. a professor. Let, can, can you repeat that? Because Paul's talking. Oh, um, the only Nick Cage movie that I've even seen advertised is the one where he's playing that guy that appears in people's dreams. That looks good. Yeah. Oh, that look so good, yeah. they're putting, you know, they're really promoting that one, but they're not promoting this one. So, yeah, yeah I thought that's kind of odd. And that film was selected for several of the major film festivals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where, yeah, everybody is dreaming of this uh, professor played by Nick Cage, you know, like yeah. he's in their yeah. dreams. Which... Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so wild. A very unique concept, you know, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that film. Everybody the dreams of Nick Cage at one point in time. That's... <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, what's coming up uh, in theaters? Uh, well, we we know that uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will be dropping in theaters. 
a little bit of tidbit on that. So James Wan had an interview with James Wan's a director, had an interview with Empire Magazine, and he wanted to clarify the reasons for the reshoots and why it took so long. He said not nothing to do with the film or on the, the the feedback from like you know the focus groups or people that watched it. Never heard. It really, it really had to do with the actors and their schedules because you're kind of okay. juggling schedules of all the major stars and getting them back on set for about seven to eight days. So I mean, he's got to do the proper death. Well, how did that work there with uh, Jason Momoa? Did he have to get back in shape for that to? Do his reshoots because I mean, remember he was out of shape for Shark Week, so it's like, I wonder if they had to wait for him to get back in shape. To I've seen, I've seen, it. I've seen a few memes about Shark Week, uh, Jason Momoa, but I'm sure, I'm sure the ladies still like him nonetheless. And, <laughs> and they can digitally change his body anyway, so yeah, yeah, I guess uh, you're right. He was having an off, off month or whatever. <laughs> he's allowed. What else is? Yeah, he's allowed, right? Uh, what else is coming out? Uh, well, Late Night with the Devil. This is a uh, horror movie taking place in the 1970s, uh, and uh, it stars um, the one and only David Dasmalchian. You might know him from Suicide Squad as Pokemon mm-hmm. Man. He's been a I ton like of him. stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, so basically it's an ode to talk shows and horror movies of the 70s, and uh, basically the late night talk show on in, within the film Uh transforms into uh, a bizarre sinister um just scenario i guess within within the movie and i guess the audiences all over the world see it so mm. yeah. kind of intriguing yeah a little bit so yeah. look up for that one coming out um uh but in production well you know there's been some shifts in schedules with uh Deadpool 3's release um as you know um Due to uh, the actor strike, the production hasn't been able to resume. Mm-hmm. So because of that, now that um, they're going to just move the um, move the scheduling, um, the release date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the release date. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, um, that, they had to move other films because of that too. Because I mean, I know that the whole DC universe got all screwed up because of that too. Because uh, is that yeah. one of the reasons they had to do research shoots on the Aquaman because uh, they had to sh- do the Flash out of order. Compared because it's supposed to be Aquaman yeah, and Flash, I mean, that, and then like they just... had to edit Batman out because Batman wouldn't be the same Batman, and that's mm-hmm. what I heard. I mean, yeah, I mean, we because we... I heard that, Michael Keaton guess... was going to be in, the, in Aquaman, they had to edit well, him out and put Affleck back. I think that, that's more about how bad DC's reshuffling everything because both yeah. Aquaman yeah. and Flash were both shot well before the strike, either strike, yeah, in place. yeah, they were shot like last year, and- yeah, as I said, I mean, exactly. but they had reshuffled the order and had to do reshoots just to cover the changing of the order of the film. So I was wondering if they had to do change. Well, stuff I think because like- now the James Gunn and the other guy who's got a name, I can't remember, because now they're going to build a brand Peter new Saffron? Peter yeah. Saffron. Yeah. they they needed to, I guess, it or make those last two films from the old era. Some of that yeah. has to tie into the new era. Theirs, so that's yeah, probably Blue Beetle that on that, that's definitely. I think Blue Beetle was supposed to be the first, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's supposed to be the first yeah. of slate of their new in, envisioning of DC. Yeah, yeah, because they already uh, said that uh, Cholomar Dueña would reprise his role role as uh, Blue Beetle. So, yeah. but um, not only Deadpool, but also Mission Impossible Eight, aka Dead Reckoning Part Two, Part Two, will also. 
will need to be delayed as well. Um, and, yeah, that was a good yeah. movie. Did you, did you both see it? I saw, I saw the first, first one. I saw yeah. part one. I did. Yeah, part one. Yeah, part, yeah, part, one, one. Yeah. part one was great. Um, so they can't start production on, on part two because of the strike. So they have to switch that uh, sequel now to um, May 23rd, 2025. See, so, so you know it makes no sense. Like, if you're going to do something like that, kind of like Enter the Spider-Verse, why don't you just film the whole thing at once and then just release one at a time? That would make so much more sense because then you have the actors already on because that. they shot part one during the pandemic and that was difficult already uh, to okay. shoot part yes. one during the so pandemic. Like so Into the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse was animated, so all you had to do was get the, voice, the voices down and now you have to wait an extra two years, so that's going to be like a mess. <laughs> it's rare that if, when they know they're going to have multiple films to shoot all mm. of it at once. I mean, I know mm. the Lord of the Rings did yeah. it, and yeah. there was another. I, mean, I think, I think then, then they did it with the Avatar too, because then they filmed like two or three Avatars. Back oh, to back. right, they did two and three. Yeah, together. two and three simultaneously. So right. they didn't take a, a note from James Cameron's uh, book, I guess, to, to shoot yeah. back to back. Because yeah. um, I mean, because well, now, then, like, into Spider Verse is going to be all screwed up. Because as I said, it's going to be two or three years, and it was a direct continuation. It just kind of ended it on a cliffhanger. So it's like that's going to. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, people are going to watch it, but I think it's going to hurt the box office because of it. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, but I'm definitely looking forward Which to that one. Which is the point of the strike. Yeah. Right? Hit him right. in the pocketbooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think that the one thing I don't think that's going to happen with this strike, I think the streaming services cannot release those numbers without uh, putting themselves in a detrimental uh, situation. Wall Street you, crashing? Oh, well. With, with no, without the studios crashing, because like, think about Amazon. Rings of Power, you know, didn't get the viewership that they say they got, but they were advertising as a hit series. So if you advertise something as a hit series and you see like, hey, only 100,000 people watch when you said, when people, they imply like millions of people watch, that's going to cause their stock to drop. And, and I don't think they can afford to do that. You know what I mean? Welcome so to maybe I not think lie that, about things. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't think they're ever going to agree to release the actual yeah. true number. No, they because won't. it's going to be detrimental to them. There's no way of. Now, I, I do think that people should get some more compensation for it if they do make money, but I, I just don't see them ever releasing the true numbers. All right. Well, Paul, uh, Paul if you don't mind, we're going to move on so we can get through the okay. movie stuff before a special guest calls in. Um, so uh, Jason Blum is bringing the. Uh, I guess he's going to be a part of the Spawn reboot film, which uh, you remember oh, that uh, movie from back in the day? So it's going to have a horror, you know, horror theme about it i guess versus a i mean mcfarland mcfarland's still part of it right and mcfarland will be a producer oh but, that's good because um, mcfarland said he wants it a hard r he does not want the pg-13 because that's what we're in the last oh one. yeah oh yeah i'm very much aware of that when i interviewed todd mcfarland check it out on below the belt show.com um, but uh but yes um yeah uh, blumhouse will be involved so i think that's a great studio to get behind the spawn uh yep. franchise for sure um, we'll also have uh, Paddington in Peru. This is the third adventure about the, the famous bear. Oh, Apparently, Peru? Um, wow. Yeah. So it will make its way uh, to theaters during the MLK weekend in 2025. Wasn't Apparently, there a controversy with that though, Al? Because then they fire uh, Rachel Zegler because of... So uh... that's Yeah, I was going to get to that. So oh, actually, Rachel Zegler um, was supposed to join the film. But was unable to carry out the role due to the SAG strike. So they, I guess they they received um, an okay from production uh, to start production, okay. and because of the SAG okay. strike, yeah, she wasn't able to. Uh, 
Well, I heard it was I heard it was creative different. I heard it was because of some of the stuff she was saying about Snow White, but that's what I heard. I I don't know, man. I mean, that's that, those are unrelated movies. <laughs> I don't know. I know, I but know. I mean, when, but when she just said some really off off the wall comments with Snow White saying like the prince was stalking her an entire movie, it's like, come on. Yeah, she just made some. Uh, yeah, so, so some of that stuff. Is, I, I that's that's uh, I think that's. Con- because I mean, it's going to hurt your film. I mean, it's almost as yeah. bad as The Flash. I mean, Ezra Miller tanked The Flash. I think The Flash would have done better. If you you want yeah. Grant Gustin? Grant Gustin, I think, would be a better Flash to move forward with. Right. Well, what else do we have in production? So we have Olivia Coleman and Dev Patel in a twisted romance. Interesting. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Starting production next year. And apparently, a Fisher woman, as opposed to Fisher man, named uh, played by Coleman. Um, who's very single and ridiculed, and she smells reeks of fish the whole time. <laughs> and then she's <laughs> apparently she commissions herself to a husband, uh, who's played by uh, Dev Patel in an otherwise conservative town and basically an unconventional romance. So, uh, interesting. I mean, Olivia Coleman, um, a fantastic yeah. actress, you might know her from The Crown and The Favorite, and she'd be pretty cool. Um, we also have um, a really cool um, premise, but they were able to go completely method in their casting, which is really surprising. So it's uh, called The Letter. So they hired the entire cast and even crew that's uh, completely deaf. You know, I, oh. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. So um, the script is written by a deaf writer. Um, and uh, the... Uh, <laughs> And it's produced by uh, Justin Edgar, who is a hard of hearing. And um, the cast as well is, uh, is is deaf as well. So I think that's a very uh, interesting way to just make it representative of, of uh, the film. And I guess you're going to, you know, I guess you have to have some hearing able individuals on set. You know, I imagine um, it could be very difficult, but uh, a lot yeah, of sign called- language. I mean, if they're all really deaf i mean they yeah, all right. know sign language so that's how i got sign language yeah right so yeah. that's a very interesting that they just the, what, and what's the, the title called it's called the letter and it's letter. uh okay. yeah it's uh, about the lesser known death death community in germany during world war ii yeah nice yeah so that should be very interesting and actually yeah i mean I, I was thinking that's probably not a they're probably persecuted against us that's in germany in world war ii yeah i guess they want to make they, it they, as, they, 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 didn't, they didn't really treat people with any uh, any problems well so unfortunately yeah yeah so i guess they're going really realistic for sure um yeah. um we're also getting a biopic on william tell um do you know who william tell is he's the legendary the swiss swiss mark swiss marksman i guess he was a oh. I think yeah, do you ever remember that, a scene where like a it, they redo this in all the movies where like the guy gets gun shot out of his hand. That was kind of like a William Tell type of thing, more or less. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the, yeah, that's kind of because he. And I think he's Scottish. I think it was yeah. a Scottish type of thing. Yep. So that's in production, and it's based on uh, Friedrich Schiller's famous play in the 14th century. Hmm. So basically, uh, he's a peaceful hunter who picks his crossbow to fight tyranny. Yeah, so did they ever figure out if he's real or not? Because I mean, I think there was like some rumor that, that he might have been real, yeah. but they weren't sure if it was just a story or if it was based on a real person. Yeah, that's what I'm not sure of because I've heard some. No, no, I know they, I know, they, I know they made statues of him, and he's real big. 
there, but I just don't know if it's it was proven to be fact. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Robin Hood. Like Robin Hood's like another one that's like that. And I think the um the famous tale of shooting the apple off the head, that's William Tell, correct? Yeah, it's William Tell, yes. Yeah, okay. So you have you heard of that, Kelly? The the guy mm-hmm. that famously shot an apple off somebody's head? Okay. Yep. So for those of I think you, it's supposed that... to be his son's head as a yeah, I'm sure it's supposed to be his son's head because yeah. if he screwed up, he would have killed his son. Right. Uh, let's he screwed see up that... and killed his son. No, if he screwed up, he would have killed his son. But oh, he, he had to. Oh, I thought that was the story. Was. I was like, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah. So we're getting a film based on that, uh, <laughs> and also uh, the Hunger Games will now be a uh, a play. Wow. A play. Um, wow. Can you believe the first ever stage adaptation of the Hunger Games? And Matthew it's Dunster. Miss. It's going to be like Spider Man, right? Because Spider Man sounded good as a play, and it didn't quite work. That yeah, that kind of was not a good result. But uh, somebody got really injured, right? One of the performers, mm-hmm. I believe. I yeah. think they wanted. Is it still on, or did they cancel it after that? Oh, they haven't had that production in, in, okay. on Broadway in a long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, Matthew Dunster will be directing, and playwright Connor McPherson is adapting the. A film into a theatrical okay. production. So, um, when does the prequel come out? The prequel is coming out soon. Yeah, yeah oh, are you looking good. forward to that? Are you Maybe. looking forward to that, Kelly? I might. No? We'll see. I mean, like, I'm, I'm on the fence. I like the originals. Um, so we'll Did see. You read the books? Was that a real I, book or was that the prequel? I don't know. I don't know about the because I, I mean, it books. sounds like it's based on the President Snow. Because the, yeah. the kids in the big kids no. name Snow, but I don't know. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's a younger it's Snow, based, so yeah, right. it's based on a book. There's an actual book that's uh, released for uh, okay. Ballad of so- well, Songbirds. Yeah, I don't know space. all the books yeah. in that series. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's it's a legit book. Yeah, yeah. they just couldn't we'll write any anything after the you know the the final films. You know that I guess the story ended, so the only way they could. I mean, continue, you always have conflict though afterwards. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like another franchise uh, that I know. <laughs> Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> because, they really shouldn't have anything after the original, but <laughs> all right. Before I mean, with prequels, I mean, prequels, you can have. I mean, it it's an infinite amount of films. But you, you know what? The prequels would have been so awesome if you go back to the old Republic because everybody likes the old yeah. Republic stories. It's like you could have done so much with that. And this is like, no, we need more Ray stories because they're doing a sequel with Ray again. I don't mind that. I think Ray was one of the more positive parts about the uh, sequel series. You know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed her performance. Um, some of the other actors, maybe not as much, but well, see, um, some of the other actors could have been so great there. Like Phasma, they were like, this is an awesome character. She could do so much. She gets thrown off a cliff. And then you have Finn, a stormtrooper who can actually have the force and he does nothing. Except hanging out with Rose the second movie. So so basically they wasted those characters. Yeah, those are very flawed storylines for sure. And what about Snoke? And then you had Luke Skywalker who's like, I quit being a Jedi. I'm throwing my lightsaber off the cliff. Let's not forget Snoke. Oh, yeah, Snoke was, was supposed to be the puppet, so he wasn't anything either. He was supposed to be a badass, you know? I th- you know, And then he was just killed immediately. So, yeah. But anyways, we've talked about <laughs> that film many, many times here on the show. But... Uh, uh, let's drop on one more topic before I welcome our special guest, Serena okay. DC from the, the amazing documentary, very intriguing documentary called we are not alone, but, uh, let's talk a little bit about the strike. Um, so, so apparently four CEOs, uh, met with headquarters, uh, today 
with a new offer that will break the you know, 100 plus day uh, strike. Uh, Bob Iger will be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan Crabtree, Ireland. Um, oh, Duncan. And, yeah, who's the, yeah. And uh, David Zaslav of Warner Brothers, Ted Sarandis of Netflix. Um, so this will be a big one. I, I guess because it, they just met today, at, have they not released any information? I, I didn't hear anything about it. I, I, heard I about haven't it. gotten an email yet, so they could yeah. really still be in the negotiations. Well, well, so far, I'm guessing nothing happened because uh, I got a thing saying, hey, go show your support for the strike on Thursday in Philadelphia. So obviously... They're doing a, some kind of like thing on Thursday in Philadelphia. Wow. Well, it's only six thirty here, so they could still literally be yeah. together. Yeah, right. I didn't get any emails of mine, so it's like I, I don't... yeah, I haven't got anything like oh, you know, we've walked away from the table; they've walked away because they're very good about updating, you know, via email yeah. and social yeah. media to the pub to the yeah. to the union members. So we know if we need to go out and strike tomorrow. I mean, I think as I said, it sounded like everything was all done, other than. They more or less agreed that there's no way of releasing the actual numbers. And then they were like, okay, you can't release the actual numbers, but you still have to give us like 50 cents of every subscriber or 75 cents or whatever. I've heard different stories, anywhere between 54 cents to a dollar for every Mm -hmm. subscriber. And it's like the the streaming servers just laughed at them and walked out. It's like, that's just unreasonable. Wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I support the strike. And I, I, I do think we need to do away with AI. I do think we need to do... There's a lot of stuff I think that that's positive. There's a lot of stuff that I think I just don't think we have any control over, it, especially in this economy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because I mean, but honestly, I think that I think some of these companies are just going to be out of business. It's like how how long can Disney not be sunk? I mean, the only reason Disney stock went back up is because one guy's trying to take him over. So, I mean, because he doesn't yeah. like. He doesn't like Iger, so he's buying up all the stock. So it's like, without any actors, they're they're not going to be able to make more films well, well shows. So um, I think they were are trying, you know, just kind of go like back and forth, almost like an mm-hmm. eBay bidding war. I think, you know, and, 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 and that's going to screw me up because that was supposed to be on four different shows and they all filmed at different times, and now everything's going to be all clustered together. So I'm going to have to pick and choose. Yeah, I'm sorry you're going through that, but also the writers' you, guild. The Writers Guild's uh, under heat, uh, well, not acknowledging the uh, October 7th attack on Israel. Um, so they apparently um, they decided that they would not initially um, weigh on the issue. You um, had you have to deny the attack uh, to begin with. I mean, whether you support yeah. Palestine or not, you can't support a terrorist attack on a country. So, I mean, whether you stand with Palestine or Israel, it's like you still need to address the issue at hand. It's like, I mean, I have my views on it, but I'm not going to push my yeah. views on other people. Please. But I mean, it's like, I, I think well, they, they I think basically... they're just trying to be politically correct. And you can't always be politically correct on everything. And by, not say, like, by not saying anything. Right. But now they not decided, right, they, they, they had to issue a statement after that because they got in a lot of heat and said that. Yeah. Uh, the events of October 7th has caused pain within our membership that we did not intend. We believe it's important to both explain our process and attempt to rectify the situation as well as uh, as well as unequivocally state that anti-Semitism and Islamophobia have no place yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I mean, you can't you, 
you have to uh it's, see that's that whole area is just a problem i mean it's like there's other issues too like i mean i know people up around york greece is huge so greece and turkey don't get along it's the same type of thing there believe it or not but you just don't hear about it. but it is a thing and like civilians getting killed is always a bad thing i mean always. now now like terrorists uh, that are encouraging stuff it's like yeah it's not good and and we can't be in my opinion is we shouldn't be giving money to either one of them because we kind of are just egging both of them on more so it's like now we're playing both sides for some reason i don't understand that but that's just my opinion on it yeah but we could go uh in that rabbit hole but maybe it's better not at this point yeah. but i'm just saying like if you're giving money to both sides it just makes yeah. no sense at all to me so it's like yeah well, you know what? While we're still waiting for our guests, let's let's move on to a couple television things. Uh, we have about five more minutes. Okay. Um, anybody watching Loki? No, not um, yet. Not yet. Not I was going to catch okay. up to it. But... Okay. Probably okay. start your review on it, Al. Is it good or is it a? Is it good, good I, as the first season? I like it. I like it. I mean, it's very visceral, so you have to pay attention because they, um, you know, when they're explaining things, you know, it's not one of the shows that you can just be on your phone and look up. Like okay. you can do that for, for sports or reality TV or whatever, yeah. no problem. I, I but can't, uh, I can't do that. I can't be on my phone and watch something because the yeah. actor. I want to watch the performances. Yeah, yeah, yep. Right. I want to. I want to see like their eye twitch if they're upset yeah. or something. Like I want to see details like that. I yeah. See, the, see, phone. that's why I didn't like Killers of Flower Moon's performance of De Niro because yeah. he just kind of didn't. He just kind of was like just there. He was like just. He was just so bland. He was like it was almost like Shaquille O'Neal. Do you know you know how Shaquille O'Neal has no emotion during his performances? It's pretty much like that. He's never going to be an Oscar, and he, he's only going to do like Space Jam and things like that. You know, <laughs> you know. No, you that's Michael expect... Jordan. A... That's Michael yes. Jordan. He did steal. Well, I mean, <laughs> he got a Radley for steal. Trained actor. Yeah, he's not a trained actor exactly. But he's a that's very more... nice guy. I do you have to that's admit that? Stunt he casting. Does... Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, Loki's been good, man. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm glad to see Ki Huan in a prominent role. So you know that everything everywhere all at once was did wonders for his career. I know, yeah. I'm um, so happy for him. Yeah, but the production actually, design... I'm disappointed about something too. He should have been in Indiana, Indiana Jones. And they... I know you said that before. Yeah, Darth Paul. I know, but you know what? When they're when they're shooting that film again. It was his star level. Uh, he it was before. It doesn't matter. It's just like just throw him in there. He could be like just guy walking behind and be hi, Andy. I'm or at the end when you had all everybody together. It's like he could have just said, "Hey, I'm glad to see you're okay." I guarantee they would have changed their mind had that had everything everywhere all at once because they. But he was probably completely off the radar because he had retired up until the very beginning of everything. Yeah, but what about John Reese Davis? What does John Reese Davis done other than sliders? I mean, it's like he's, he's still a working actor. I know, but still, it's like he could have still, like, I mean, I, it's, I mean, but, yeah, well, what about the other guy? Wasn't the other guy in one of the other movies? The guy, the the captain, the ship captain. I think he was in one of the other movies too. Yeah. It's like, why didn't? So he was, he played some mediocre role, and that guy probably had no other, no other roles. But okay. it's like they put that guy in there, but they didn't put a short round in there. He was like one of the iconic characters. That's fair, man. I, I, I'll give you that, man. But, uh, and there's one more thing on Disney Plus. It's interesting because Europe has more adult content. When I say adult content, it's not porn, but this is so are, are you talking about that game show again now where they're naked during No, no I watched that. The naked attraction on Max. Are you still English? watching that? I mean, it's... <laughs> I've, I've already finished yes, the first season. 
Have you heard about that? You have to explain it. Well, you, you explain it to her. I have to explain naked, it. Okay. Is it called naked attraction? So yeah, there, yeah. it's full frontal nudity with uh, with the picker picking five men or five women, and they go up through a curtain. So you see their lower half first, their midsection torso, and then their face. And uh, yeah, probably the most shallow of every show that you can imagine out there. You know, since <laughs> but, we are going to be having a UFO person talk to us in a few minutes, I welcome the aliens coming and taking us over because if that's the kind of programming that's showing up on TV now, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Curiosity <laughs> killed the cat and I did turn it in the walks. Oh my gosh. Uh, Our brains are rotting. To finish, to finish my point, um, yes. th there's more like, you know, violence and, and stuff like that. Like Walking Dead, for instance, is on Disney Plus in Europe. So hmm. but there's oh. this new show uh, uh, called Culprits. It's a D Disney Plus UK original series, okay. um, which will be dropping on um, Disney Plus UK. However, in the US, it's going to be on Hulu. So kind of interesting how they decided. Well, Disney needs to do something with Hulu. That's because, I mean, you know, they have to buy it next year and. I don't know how they're going to come up with the money. Disney already is already in the umbrella with Hulu, I thought. Yeah. No. Here's the problem with Disney and Hulu. It was Comcast, Disney, and Fox were all together to buy Hulu. What the deal was, if anybody ever wanted to back out, the other two had to buy them out. But since Disney bought Fox, Disney's on the hook to buy the other company out, which is Comcast, and Comcast said they were already won out. They need their, their, I think it was like $23 billion or something. like. It was some crazy amount of money, and it's due next year because Comcast is leaving Hulu, and it's going to be Disney. So Disney has to buy Hulu next year, no matter what, based on the contract they have signed. They, and that's why they were talking about sung parks. That's why they were talking about sung off some of the TV shows because they don't the TV networks because they don't have the money to pay for it at this point in time. They just keep hemorrhaging money. Yeah. The rumor was they were going to sell Star Wars, which I would have been so happy if that happened when Lucas was in the talks of buying it, which give it oh, back to him. He created it. He knows what he's doing. I mean, what would happen to Galaxy's Edge at this point? I mean, no, see, the thing is that that's a separate thing. They can move it to You can still license it out. Hold on, hold on, Paul. Where did you say they should move it? They can move it to Universal. Yes, they can move it to Universal. Or build their own Star Wars. Star Wars can build their own theme park. Like a whole park. You don't think that wouldn't do really well? Oh, my God. And I'm sure they could buy the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel for nothing because Disney lost so much money on that. Yep. So we're still waiting for Serena DC. So uh, okay. I'm gonna. I just texted her publicist. So we're just gonna move on to Netflix movies until uh, right. she joins us. So oh man, this trailer looks amazing. Leave the mm -hmm. world behind with Ethan Hawke, Julie Roberts, and produced by the Obamas. Can you believe it? It's about uh, an apocalyptic film on cyber terrorism. Yeah. So it's kind of it's, it's kind of a wild. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a wild uh, premise, and it's uh, mm -hmm. from uh, Sam Ishmael from Mr. Robot. He was a former showrunner of, okay. uh, and uh, you got a heck of a cast there with Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts. And uh, basically, it's a family, uh, and their vacation is upended when two strangers arrive at night, saying that the house they're in is 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 theirs, oh. and then <laughs> which is kind of weird. I don't know how that works. 
The two families reckon with a looming disaster that grows more terrifying by the minute, forcing everyone to come to terms with their places in a collapsing world. Wow, I just, Ooh. I don't know, just really bizarre, but very intriguing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm really curious to see uh, that one. Um, yeah. But but this so a very different movie that just dropped the trailer is Bill Burr's Old Dad's movie, and oh. this had it's in, it's in, very intriguing that it had ninety percent positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes for audiences, but only seventeen percent. Critics is nothing because it's Bill Burr, right? Yeah, yeah it's Bill Burr, so seventeen percent. You're right, you're right, Paul. <laughs> I think it's because ah, Bill. <laughs> what do you think it is? Why do you think there's such a big disparage? You think because they don't because Bill Burr turned. Yeah. Because Bill Burr is not politically correct, said <laughs> critics are going to hate him no matter what he does. Yeah, exactly. I, bet, I bet you anything. If you look at a Dave Chappelle show, I guarantee it's the same way. Yeah, anything that Dave Chappelle because they 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 put their personal beliefs into um, what they're watching yeah. and it affects their rating. You know, not that, that should uh -huh. be the case. I mean, you just no, it should be based on merit, just like just like anything else. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you watch it, you like it, you laugh. And was the story well, well well written? Was were the actors' performances good? Was everything you know? Look, I, I guarantee you know? if Donald Trump had a TV show, the critic score would be zero. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Probably so. Probably he did so. have a show. It was very yeah. Well, that was a while back. That's before time. people hated him. So people hate him now. So I, I assume that the critic score would be zero, and the audience score would be like seventy or something. Mm -hmm. well, his fan base would probably yeah. Right on. Um, well, I'm I just think... saying, I guarantee the critic score would be nothing on his TV <laughs> shit. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the best... Uh, I, I didn't get a text back, so maybe I should give her a call and then maybe take our classic cut up. Uh, take now. the classic cut, call, and yeah. then... Take the classic cut now. I'm going to give them a call and um, hopefully we'll resolve it. Yeah? All right. Sure, so, whatever um, you need to do. So for the classic cut, um, uh, we have a while figure out a great song about aliens and uh i thought this was the perfect choice man he's an artist that's a little bit of my guilty pleasure um she's just so wonderful and talented and she's Weird also cur oh. currently a judge on american idol does anyone can anyone make a guess who this is katie perry that's right katie perry et extraterrestrial will be our classic cut for uh, so we're going to head and hear that song, and we will be right back. Comic-Con here at Artist Alley with one of my favorite comic book artists, cover artists of all time, David Nakayama. Hello. How are you doing today? Great, great to talk to you again here at uh, New York Comic-Con. Good uh, to see you You said again. that was your favorite con, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's 14 hours from Hawaii, where I'm from, Yes, but it's worth it. It's right. I guess Los Angeles or San Diego Comic-Con will be a lot quicker for you right quicker yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> but nonetheless we're here in the big apple the big city uh david nakayama last time we talked in 2021 uh i mean we've had so much great work then but now it's just like expanded uh so much more 
Um, tell us what's changed in the last two years as far as uh, yeah. you as an artist. Well, the big thing is, you know, when I was 13 years old, yeah. I wanted to work for Marvel and DC. Yes. But I had not worked for DC until two years ago. That's right. So DC came into my life, and, and today I am doing monthly covers on Catwoman, and I also do monthly covers on Poison Ivy. This is like a gift from the art gods. Yes, you know, like yes. the things I would want to draw most, I get to draw monthly. Wow, you know? I love it. And then on top of that, also Disney came into my life. Yes. And uh, so Dynamite has the license to do Disney books right now. So I just completed a 12 issue run on Gargoyles. And we do one offs like Lilo and Stitch. And uh, I'm also about to take over a, a new series coming out very soon. I wish I could say what it is, but an 80s property you would know. Now, does Marvel and DC fight over you? Because obviously artists have uh, you know, tight schedules and there's deadlines for both companies. Uh, do you find a, like a battle between the companies? No, I think any like animosity between Marvel and DC is not really real. Okay. Like you know, I, I know all all the you know the creators and the editors respect each other. We're all kind of doing the same thing. Um, but scheduling, right, is a thing. So who? It's kind of a competition of who can schedule me first. You know what I mean? Like yes. if, if if DC says, "Hey, can you do a book in in November?" I'll be like, "Yeah," and then my schedule fills up. And Marvel might come later and go, "Can you do a book in November?" Yeah. It's already full. So yeah. they're learning, I guess, how fast to do it. You know? Yeah, and it's interesting. I always see covers have absolutely nothing to do with the interior. I was curious how that works with you specifically. Right. Do writers have to give you feedback on what the cover should look like, or do you pretty much have creative reign? Well, so you're right sometimes, but yeah. other times not. Okay. A lot of covers I'll do are just designy and meant to look like cool character pieces. Yeah. And then you're right, doesn't have anything to do with the, the, the comic. Right. But I do a lot of uh, main covers, like AA covers, okay. where we absolutely talk about the story. So, for example, in Catwoman, we're starting a nine-issue thing where she's got all these heists she's got to do. Yes. And one is uh, she's got to smuggle a nuclear device out of a place. And my cover absolutely shows her. She's got a briefcase, got the nuclear symbol. Very we're talking cool. about what's happening in the comic. That's the difference between a variant and main cover. Yeah. Ah. Good to know. Look at that. Things that I didn't know, which is crazy. Now, what would it take like an artist of your level with, co with covers to do interior work? I know it's a it's a it's a big labor, but it is. It, is, is that something you've ever ever considered? I actually did it for years. I'm older than I look. You know, okay. I've, I've had three acts in my art career. Oh, okay. I used to do interiors uh, in the early 2000s, books like Hulk and Big Hero Six. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This I did not know. Okay. Very cool. And then I did a 12-year tour in video games while sort of simultaneously doing covers. Now I just do the covers and freelance in art. Yeah. So I did the interior thing, and what I found is that you've lost a lot of creative control. The product does not come out the way you can be proud of, for me. Yeah. So when I do covers, I get to do everything, yeah. and that is much more satisfying to me. Yes. You know, I, do I want to do interiors? Yes, but it's going to be my own book that I write and draw Ooh. whenever that happens. We would love to see that. And I also saw you have a Kickstarter for the art of uh, Nakayama for Marvel specifically, yeah? It just wrapped up. So yes. uh, we had a very successful campaign. I was really happy to see all the fans come out for it. I was one of them, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. I'm going to give you one of those. Yes, thank yes. you, brother. Uh, yeah, we were funded. And yeah. the, uh, just a moment ago, my editors from Marvel were here. We were, we were yeah. so excited talking about how it's coming together. 
Uh, and just a few months down the road, you know, we'll we'll be locked on the pages. We'll be sending it off to the printer, and soon oh. enough, it'll be real. How how back are we talking? How way back are we going with the Marvel covers? Uh oh, all the way. All the way. Literally, yeah. Like wow. the kind of so the, the X Men ninety two stuff you did earlier. Oh, even beyond that. Yeah. Okay, yeah okay, that wow. X Men ninety two actually came along later. Okay. Uh, long before that, I was doing you know like Big Hero six and the yeah, Hulk stuff okay, and all that stuff. Even before that, I did yeah. the DVD box art for the animated series of X Men. You know, okay. so it goes way back. And the stuff looks terrible. So yes, we're, we'll all laugh at David's old stuff, and then we'll catch the up with the good stuff. A lot stuff. of artists evolve. Uh, over over time, right? And I, uh, similarly with like some of our favorites, like J. Scott Campbell, whose art has evolved over time. Yeah. What do you attribute? Who's writing the foreword for my book. Can you believe that? Yes. Unbelievable. My favorite art. He, look. he is he's an art god. I I noticed your yes. shirt earlier. I own several J. Scott shirts because he's the man. And look at my look at my uh, thing here. There you go. Fairy tale fantasies. There you go. We're all big fans of J. Scott Campbell. Yes. But an inspiration nonetheless, yeah? He his art was hanging above my art desk in art school. Look at that. That's how that's how long I've been trying to learn from the master. Wow. So wow, so we got a hardcover book coming out. Uh, we got some great stuff with unknown comics where you can get exclusive variant covers, right? Yeah. That's what we do. Our main business right now is selling exclusive variants. Yes. And we've got four foils at this show that are exclusive to this show. So nice. going big. And of course, uh, every month, Catwoman. Yeah, the regular cover, the retail cover. Yeah. Every month you can find me on Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Spider Gwen, and very soon, Thundercats. Oh, Thundercats. <laughs> there you go. Check it out. Uh, DC Marvel. Man, this guy's got it going on. Maybe Image? I, if I ever do my own book, that's where I want to publish oh, it. Oh, there Someday. you go. Did you heard it here Someday. first? If Image is watching or listening, David wants to work with you. Awesome. Wow, David Nakayama, thanks so much for talking to us here on Below the Belt Show. And if you could, boom, boom, boom. I know, we're trying <laughs> we to figure out. each other literally three times. Boom. I'm glad to be on your show. Let thanks us know who you are. Uh, you're on Below the Belt Show, and there you go. All right. You're on the Below the Belt Show. Thanks for tuning in. And you are? And I am David Nakayama. Yes. <laughs> All right, we are back here on BTV. Wow, that was Katy Perry's ET extraterrestrial, yeah, which I I think is a very very uh, fitting fitting <laughs> um, <laughs> song for uh, our our special guest tonight. I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, it's good it's for a, Halloween too. Also good for Halloween, Chachi McFly. That's right. And let's go ahead mm-hmm. and introduce him. Joining us here on BTV, the king of the eighties, a demotivational speaker, Chachi McFly. I'm fresh out of carbonite. <laughs> carbonite, yes. <laughs> yes. I've been released. <laughs> so that's where you've been feels, the past couple yes. of years. Yes, yeah, it feels good to okay. be on. And what do you think? We're, we're our BTV Zoom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're marching boldly into 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And of course, not only did we hear Katy Perry, my exclusive interview, one of my favorite. Comic book cover artist David Nakayama from New York Comic Con. We hope you enjoyed that interview as well, man. We got some, we got a couple more weeks of great New York Comic Con artist and creator interviews. Again, not so much on the celebrity interviews because of the strike. Focus on uh, animated shows and writers and artists in the comic book world. So we got what we got. So I guess. Uh, well, has it been yeah. harder to get celebrity guests recently? Um, 
to get celebrity guests to, to call in. Yeah, for yeah. the most part, because of the strike. Yeah, um, yeah. we've only like, for instance, we have a documentary host, so that's not that doesn't apply. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so uh, let's okay. just I guess let's I guess hope that the strike ends uh, sooner than later. But uh, actually, um, do you have access to John Voight? Because John Voight's not part of the SAG, so you could probably get John Voight on. <laughs> <laughs> He's not part of SAG. What? Yeah, John He's non-union, yes. Did he leave what? SAG? He had some falling out with SAG, so he left SAG, yes. Yeah, so okay. John Voight's not part of SAG. I'm I guessing, like, I wonder how, like, Danny Trejo and Eric Roberts and Casas Mandalore, like, these names that they're just in every independent film out there. I'm wondering how they, they're able to do that because they say yes to every project. They don't turn yeah. down a script. And not all those projects. <laughs> union, it's got to be a non-union. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be a non-union Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal is in like in every other action film from the the straight to video. Oh, is he really? Even even still? Yeah. Even still, even I still. still see like the $5 bins fill Steven Seagal movies. Wow. I'm not uh, saying anybody's watching him, but I mean, he's in there. <laughs> all right, well, oh let's... Let's continue with some Netflix stuff. Uh, a few more things. Um, wow. So uh, Beckham, uh, the documentary on David Beckham is no longer the number one show on Netflix right now. It's now the fall. The house of Usher moved uh, is now the number one um, show. Um, of course, David. What the Beckham hell is that? Is that bad? Usher. All, all the, the house film, of right? Usher is uh, Mike Flanagan from your um from the one and only Towson University, who's now okay. a famous showrunner of all those horror. Oh. Yes. Remember you said you didn't like him because he went to your college? Yeah, he's more successful than me. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> so um, as you know, he's he's produced a lot of stuff since then. So Towson. this is about the singer? Oh, not the singer Usher. See, no, I thought okay. the exact See, same thing when I heard about it. I was like, ooh, they're doing a documentary on Usher? Awesome. And I'm like, nope. It's a no, horror thing, right? But yeah, that should be a fun one. Um, and then this one girl, this one girl I dated once, um, went to church and like, you know, you had the ushers working there and they had like a name tag that said usher on their shirts. And this little kid, he was probably around like nine years old at the time. And he was like, mommy, why are all the people that are working here named usher? She's like, no, that's not their um, name. That's their job. And he's like, they're singers. <laughs> Just like innocent Aww. kids. That's funny. Um, let's great. see. Number three on Netflix is Bodies. It's a UK limited series. Um, I woke up with a vampire in number four. I never heard of that. It's a fantasy series. Mm. And then Sex Education season four is a number five. That's a top five on Netflix. But you know what I'm looking forward to, Chachi? Squid yeah. Game the Challenge on Netflix. Dude, that, that makes no sense at all to me whatsoever. That trailer, dude. If you haven't seen the trailer, they they, they dropped the trailer. And it's very, very much like the Squid Game that we saw and loved on Netflix. Except people course, don't yeah, die on this one, right? Or do yeah, they, they die get, on this one? Well, when I saw it, they they when I saw the trailer, you know, the um red light, green light challenge, uh, yeah. they actually um shot them with black ink. Oh, okay. <laughs> the this, motion detector, you know, does chose it take them, place you know. in Korea or is this like a US this game? Is, there was a lot of Americans in this. American I don't like uh, I don't like that. I, I want them to like be that? all Korean. Yeah, I want them to be all Korean. You want it to be all Korean. <laughs> he wants them to American. die. Yeah, I'm tired of no, not die, but I'm tired of the Americans 
gotta like you know shoehorn themselves and everything you think yeah. because it's a uh, a reality show yeah. that doesn't uh, no well, because the original show yeah. took place in korea so he, he was saying he wants it to be similar see it's americanized version of yeah let's have korea have one so thing that's what you have a problem with let south korea have like one thing who cares yep no actually yeah, we... south korea has had a ton of success man um on netflix there are two things no, it's it's it's, it's this and the other thing. They call them K dramas. They're really popular mm -hmm. in uh, on Netflix. They 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 do really well ratings wise. You, Kelly, you, are you a fan of that stuff? Or I mean, I know that they're they're very popular. So they've yeah. got they do have stuff coming out of there. Yeah, was that big that movie that came out? That Korean movie, Parasite. Parasite, Parasite. Yeah, that really good. That won yeah. the Oscar. Oh my god, yeah. that was really good. Perfect movie. Yeah. yeah, it oh, was it was amazing. One of the actors from that movie. Every person uh, in that entire auditorium knew it deserved Best Picture. Yeah, it's just yeah cross boundaries, you know, because the director said you you know just because you have to read subtitles doesn't mean doesn't mean yeah. you can't watch yeah. it or enjoy it, you know. See, um, unfortunately, but, North Korea cannot come out with good films like that. North Korea can't no. <laughs> North Korea, I. Ay ay ay! I bet um, the movies I did... are horrible. What's well, whose movies are horrible? North Korea. Yeah. Oh, I heard they had to kidnap stop. like the director of a Godzilla movie, the film of Godzilla movie, just to make the guy happy. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Because he wanted a Godzilla movie, so they kidnapped the director and had him film a, a Godzilla movie for. Uh, I think it was Kim Jong Un's dad or something like that. So I was like. Mm. Well, I have actually Parasite News, which is interesting. The actor um, Lee Sun Kyun removed from the project amid a police probe over sus suspected drug use. Wow. So he had to leave the current project that he's working on, which is called No Way Out. Oh, wow. Yeah. NWO. NWO. No Way Out. <laughs> New World Order is NWO, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remember they had the pay per view. Yeah. No way out. No way out. Yes. I wonder um, what drugs he did. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, they could call Charlie Sheen if they want to. <laughs> I mean, what's he's like, wonder what drugs he did that he had to be removed from the project. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's what you mean. What kind of drugs that he did? Yeah, it's, it's um, South Korea. South allegedly, <laughs> he could be smoking pot and get like. Well, yeah, they're a little stricter. That's what uh, I'm wondering. Yeah, didn't didn't uh allude to the drug, the type of drugs in the article. Um, because they probably uh, can't, because it's probably speculation. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why. I mean, the the and of course the uh, a Korean film, they probably have different laws. You know. Um, I'm yeah, guessing really strict on stuff, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, the top, the top movies on Netflix, uh, top movies on Netflix. You know, I I, I skipped that. Do you have, yeah. those, oh. you have those numbers? No, but I watched Old Dads. You we just talked about hilarious. it, yes, did you? Not yes. Okay, well, let's, let's get a review on Old Dads. Did you watch it? No, we didn't see it, but we, we could use a review because I mean, I oh, oh, it's great. It, it was, um, you know, Bill Burr. So if you're a fan of his stand up, you'd be a fan of this movie because it's pretty much like the. The, um, you know, movie version of his stand up. 
where he just yeah, freaks that's out why on I people definitely want to watch and, like yeah 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 he just like yeah, I do too. he I like hates him. everything like all of like the pc kind of society you know the people yeah, are trying so to that, cancel him so we were discussing the audience score rated to the uh critic score and it has like a crazy low critic score and a high audience score so we kind of figured it was going to be good yeah yeah i yeah. saw the critics um reviews and they were getting mad because they said it was lazy him making fun of the pc woke people and like yeah. they didn't like that so so uh, is the it critics safe gave to, a bad review for it is it safe to assume that most critics uh that rate on rotten tomatoes uh are, are lean one with <laughs> oh, yeah, i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah i think so and, could you imagine yeah. the audience? What about the critic score for the new South Park special, Into the Pandaverse? Could you imagine that critic score? Yeah, I want to see that too. <laughs> gonna have to check good. that one out. But and um, I like Bill Burr in The Mandalorian. He was great. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget yeah. Bill Burr in The Mandalorian. He Some was amazing. You, you would never expect Bill Burr to be a part yeah. of The Mandalorian. I hope he wasn't as good as Lizzo in The Mandalorian, but he was Ew, pretty good. Oh, man. <laughs> boo. <laughs> that's a lot of sarcasm there right yes yes of course okay. yeah all right but sadly we have to say goodbye to kelly christopher from los angeles oh yeah i gotta go yeah but... Come on, it's only like five o'clock there where you're at seven, seven o'clock <laughs> <laughs> um yes. but he has uh, a time down yes Ooh. and um for our audiences that uh we're expecting Serena DC from the documentary. We are not alone. Apparently the publicist hasn't responded um, after initially telling me that she has the information she'll text me her number. So I'm guessing we're either going to scratch that in- interview or reschedule. So, but right now we're going to say goodbye to Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us here on BTB. Bye guys. All right. Hey, see you later. See ya. Yeah, at least right. you guys got Chachi. That's all that matters. You, know, you got Chachi. You that, that's who we need to interview. Let's interview Chachi and yeah. see what he's you up to because need... he's not part of SAG, so he can do anything he wants. You yeah, you don't need anything. aliens or anything like that. If you want to talk about aliens, I'll give you my review of Mac and me. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. It's good to hear from you, Chachi, man. It's been a minute, as, yeah. as you would say in the yeah. urban culture. In urban culture, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get back into the mix with some TV talk. Um, Prime Video announced the release date for its upcoming post-apocalyptic drama, Fallout, adapted from the popular video game franchise, which will premiere on April 12th, 2024. Is somebody going to play the vault boy? Um, well, we have, of course, Walton Goggins. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's a lead character, and this is going to be in post-apocalyptic Los Angeles and you know they have to live in bunkers to protect themselves from well, see, I have a choice for Vault Boy okay tell me if this is a good idea what's his name from Saturday Night Live uh, Pete Davidson yes Pete Davidson would be a great Vault Boy I can read the rest of the cast and uh, I don't know if they've announced their roles yet but Ella Purnell Kyle McLaughlin, Zelia Mendez-Jones, and Aaron Martin have also joined the cast. So, uh, yeah. Um, and the duo behind Westworld, Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan, um, will be attached as well. That's cool. So, that's well, I want to cool. brag about that. Westworld, it had a great first season. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened then. And, and then it just went downhill. Actually. Yeah. This went all, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. yeah, some shows only have one good season in them. 
you know, like I mean, in the past. Well, beyond Lost, I think we got what three in Lost before Lost started sinking. Yeah, and the problem with Lost is the creators only wanted to do like I think like four or five seasons, but the mm-hmm. network it was doing such high ratings. That was like we want like eight seasons, and they're like, oh, we only plan on doing four. And they're like, well, if you don't do more seasons, we're going to get somebody else to do them for us. You know, so they were, the creators were kind of forced to do more seasons, and they never actually planned to do more seasons. That's why you saw like a big drop in quality over the years of Lost. Well, somebody said, uh, what was it, Supernatural? It was only supposed to be, what, three or four seasons also? And they kind of, like, stretched that out? That's why I kind of like the shows like Stranger Things and Cobra Kai, which are my, two of my favorite shows. And both are ending whenever the strike is going to be over. But, well, the know, problem is with those shows, though, I mean, you have actors that age out because it's like you can't, like when, like when like, the kids, yeah. Yeah, when the kids, like, turn, like, I mean, it's already kind of having a Stranger Things where they're too old to be high school kids now. You know what I mean? Yeah, Millie yeah. Bobby Brown's 19 now, so I don't know. I mean, she could well, the creators like were just talking about they're going to de-age the actors in the new mm-hmm. season somehow. Oh, come on. Don't de-age actors. I, no, that's too soon. That's that's wrong. Yeah, I know, but they're, they're getting old to be like, because each year has only, only been like supposedly one year since they started the show. Mm-hmm. So like this uh, would be ninety. This would be eighty-seven mm. coming up. So they'll be like way too old. Only be like I think I think it started in eighty-two. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- that sounds about right. Yeah. No, no, wait. It's not enough. It started in. It started in eighty-three. They, then as long as they have a consultant making sure the the music they use is appropriate to the year, because there's nothing nothing worse than watching a show or movie that. I was like, oh, that, that song came out in 1989, but this show takes place in 1985, you know? Uh, so just things to look out for, you know? Yeah, that, uh, and that bugs me, especially, like, I think um, Hot Tub Time Machine had a couple songs that came out, like, the year after the movie took place, and that kind of really bothered me. But, no, you know what, Stranger that Things... That would be a good so, movie to have a sequel, wouldn't it? Hot Tub They did have a sequel. They did have a sequel. It was awful. Okay, well, maybe that's why I didn't remember. Yeah, part yeah, part two. They went to the future, and it was it was awful. Like John Cusack didn't even reprise his role. Okay, and, and if you, I just, mean, and John Cusack's not a big name, so if you can't get John Cusack, that tells you how bad you are. <laughs> I love the first one, but like some for comedies, usually there's hardly ever like a, a sequel comedy that's better than the original. All right, so we're moving on to Hulu. <laughs> Uh, this is a really cool show called The Guest List. It's in development at Hulu from the Little Fires Everywhere and Tiny Beautiful Things creator Liz Geller. And uh, interesting premise, you know, so it's uh, these guests attend a dazzling celebrity wedding. And then apparently this picture perfect affair um, gets dark as guests and their uh, and their histories, their shared histories collide. And then the lights go out, and then a body's found. So basically, oh. it's a who done it, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like who's I've done seen... it? Yeah, who's it's done it a million Clue. times before? There was a movie Clue, called Clue. Right? Yeah. And that's exactly what happened in Clue, but they had multiple endings and that made it fun. There was a very recent show on Hulu that had the same thing. I think it was the after party. I don't know. No, there's well, another that, show. Well, yeah. All that night, 
with on the Orient Express or what, what was it called? Like all those movies. Yeah. The same thing. Oh, that go the out haunting in Venice. And... Haunting in Venice. That's what happened in Haunting in yeah. Venice. I hate all those movies. Except for Clue, oh, you, hate, you hate those really. I hate those whodunits. I never care. I never hate care who the killer is. It's, it's really? Because like, okay. it's always like but somebody you know, who's obviously. Fine. Yeah, Clue was uh, Clue was really good, but like the other ones, like it's. It's always somebody who you think it is at first, and it's never that person, and it's always somebody you least expect, and it's, it's the same tired formula. I don't give a fuck who done it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> All right, let's move on to network TV Saturday Night. Live. No, before that, before that, Hulu, Hulu has brought out Moonlighting for what? the first time. Yep, really, the first really. Time. Yep, it's the first time the series has been released um, anywhere on digital. And I think they restored it because they had a long time trying to get all the music rights um, locked up. But wasn't because... also Bruce Willis didn't want to sign off on it because he didn't like it for some reason? No, 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 no. It was it was the music rights. Um, it was it? the same thing happened with the Wonder Years. But they, um, you know, back in network TV days, you know, they never thought about um, you know releasing stuff on DVD and never thought about you know streaming and stuff. So they never all the musical rights were just for that broadcast. And that's all they okay. locked down. So for these shows, well, that, there's there's a lot of movies like that now, theater, like in like Limbo from the eighties. Yeah, there's because of the music there's most of them have made it to digital, but but you know, um, Bruce Willis's wife actually was promoting it. Because um, <laughs> sadly, Bruce Willis is, I guess, he's bad off where he can't even promote his own stuff anymore, which is very sad. But this was Dementia, Bruce Willis's yeah. first, yeah, major project he ever did, and you know if. Some of his best work, some of his funniest work that he he did, you know, this was pre, um, you know, pre, um, what Die Hard, yes, pre Die Hard. So, yeah. um, definitely check it out. Like it was some of my favorite. Um, growing up, you know, until, until the, I started rewatching one episode. I was really enjoying it. Um, it just came out, I think, like the other week. Um, but don't um, the, the later seasons. What actually happened in back in the eighties is there was a writer's strike. And I think they brought in scab writers back then, and the quality of the show went down big time. So the first three seasons oh, oh, were great. Okay, is it like Dukes of Hazard when you had the two cousins come from out of town to replace the real actors? Because oh, and I remember that as a kid watching that, and it's like yeah, these guys are then, not that good. Yeah, back then you you knew nothing about you know what was going on behind the scenes or whatever. And I just remember turning oh, on yeah. Dukes of Hazard one day, and these there's these two guys, same hair color as original, well, the yeah. two, but they were the, the cousins, and I'm like. Where the fuck are Bro and Duke? I mean, this is bullshit. Like I was pissed as a little kid watching this. You know, these two <laughs> know. these these two scabs coming on there. Like how you call them scabs. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they only lasted, you know, maybe like a few episodes. I, I, don't, remember. Season, I don't know if they even lasted one season. I have to look it up. But okay. definitely check out Moonlighting if you subscribe to Hulu. Um a very a very eighties show, but really great music and great comedy by Bruce Ooh. Willis and Silver Shepherd. <laughs> I did not know it. it's uh, recently dropped on Hulu, so that's yeah, cool now. Yeah. But of course, we got network TV, and there's one particular show that can continue in production. That's Saturday Night Live. As you know, it's a, a different. Oh well, no, 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 no! I don't like that show. I used to like that show. Just like... oh, hold on, it's a, it's it's a, under a different con. It's under a different contract, Paul. Uh, it's not under the um, regular AMPTP contract. Yeah. It's a television theatrical different. And it's also considered live, you know, so it's like almost theater. So, but nonetheless, uh, the second uh, episode of the season of uh, the current season dropped and Bad Bunny did double duty as host 
Land performer, so that's oh well thank god. <laughs> thank let god me, let me pull that up. <laughs> and then Jake Paul came in and fought him and they had a wrestling match, right? Oh Jake Bad Paul Bunny. versus Bad Bunny would be great. Two celebrities that uh, are mm-hmm. great wrestlers. Um, but uh, Pedro Pascal, Mandalorian himself, uh, made a surprise uh, cameo during the monologue of Bad Bunny, and uh, initially was uh, his translator, as you know, Bad Bunny doesn't speak English that great. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Pedro Pascal was just basically saying, "Oh yeah, he says I'm a, the best actor in the world, or something." Like that. <laughs> you know, even though no. that's not really what he's saying, you know, which is pretty funny. No. Uh, yeah, no one could believe yeah. that. I know, I know. Uh, you know, <laughs> but it, it is, it is, uh, it is Pedro Pascal. I mean, with Last of yeah. Us and Mandalorian. Well, but did you ever hear about this with SNL now? You know, it's like a cult. What, what have you heard? Dave? You didn't hear about that? Like, um, I know people who were on it and what they basically do. This is something that not a lot of people know. They actually take the, I mean, I don't, I think the bigger names like the Keenans and stuff can do whatever they want. Everybody mm-hmm. has to stay in their own special air like apartment things they're not allowed to go socialize with anybody or anything they they're all like it's like it's kind of cultish you can only do so much yes wow Uh, there's there's yeah so like so like the person i knew that was on that because of that yeah it's 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 like a cult it's basically let me know i have not read that anywhere yeah i haven't heard that it sounds like the playboy mansion yeah it's kind of like that but i mean as i said there's not not a lot of hot chicks yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Chloe Feynman is not. Have you seen? Have you guys seen Chloe Feynman? No, she's she's a current. Uh, I know you guys don't watch the current Saturday Night Live, but no, no. But uh, the, one of their cast members, she played Barbie in a little skit with Pete Davidson. Okay. Pete was uh, like a parody of Ken, but he was called Pete. And then, like you know, she got, got in the car with him and whatever. And I love her. But who doesn't get in a car with Pete Davidson for apparently? It seems like he gets yeah. I, I don't understand that. He like gets more women than anybody. It's a big mystery that we've been well, big yeah. mystery literally, because he's got big yes. dick energy, supposedly. And it just, you it's, know, um, cele- celebrity yeah. circles, they heard he had a big dick. So yeah, they guess they were curious, I guess. I don't know. Is um Chris Rock and Adam Sandler still in there? <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that the last time you thought that uh, SNL was great? No, I thought it was funny when um, Will Ferrell was on there. Yeah, yeah. The Will, I think that was when it ended. Am I right? Years, yeah. after that, it was after that. I was like, we have nothing but Trump jokes now. Let's just, just make let's just do Trump jokes. That's all we got. I stopped it's watching before then. They they parody everybody, uh, Paul. In fact, the guy that the no, I'm talking about Trump. like for five years. It was nothing but when Trump was president. There would not be a single sketch that was not about Trump. Did they have it's a lot funny. of Trump um, jokes on there? Huh? Well, Trump, I mean, I mean um, Biden. Um, yeah, they, 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 they don't make fun of Biden at all. They should. No, but that's they, not true. They they've made fun of him before. You know about like his. They don't make you know, fun of him as much as they should make fun of him. Yeah, they do bring Trump in a lot because the the guy that impersonates him, James Austin Johnson, I've said on the show before, he is flawless with an impression like. You could just look away while watching his performance, and you. you is he a lot better than Alec Baldwin? Um. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Not less shooty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he has his, uh, Trump's inflections, and I think Alec's uh, impressions like a little more over the top. You know. So, anyways, two fighters are on this Saturday, so I'll definitely be tuning on, uh, tuning into mm-hmm. SNL. I respect yeah, Dave Grohl. 
Yeah. You know, he's local, right? He's from Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard that's why he um purchased uh, two of those clubs, the Anthem and then he opened uh, that other new club, uh music venue near the 930 club. So, I don't know that. Yeah, that's why yeah, he's he's a DC darling for sure. Um he's from Nirvana watching... too. And he is from Nirvana, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um so I had Kenny originally scheduled but he just canceled uh, to talk Big Brother with us, but uh has any either of you been watching Big Brother? No, that's a probably a big no. <laughs> no. Well, why uh, don't you see. review Big Brother for us, Al? I mean, I could just Big say Brother to... is a big commitment, and it just hadn't been good in recent years. Yeah, you I used to watch it. You used to love it when it was on, dude. You love that show, but there's two smoking hotties on there that are on the block, so I hate it when the hot girls go. It's yeah. Blue and America, and uh, after that, there's no other. No, the real names, Blue in America, yeah. Blue in America. Like, yeah, they have like strippers. Really, they, yeah, they, they probably are. They, they look like they could be strippers. If we look at these, yeah. but they're on the block right now. And uh, you know, Jag, uh, tonight's episode, um, won the power of veto. And as you know, Chachi, that allows him to take one of the nominees off the block. But you know, that was his uh, HOH, so of course, he kept the noms the same, you know. Um, so yeah, we're going to see one of them, um, be evicted. And of course the next episode is a double eviction episode. So, but you know what? I've really been enjoying the season because it's all about the scary verse, multiverse, humiliverse. They, they had a really cool theme. So every, mm. every episode they changed the, the universe, so to speak. So the spooky verse was all haunted. The humiliverse was all just things that were humiliating you know like uh dressing up as a pig you know things like that okay <laughs> and then the comic verse obviously comic books and superheroes and you know they had their famous comic book well, challenge the wait a second comics. were they allowed to do that because i mean i know uh sag says we can't dress as any superheroes yeah, it's, real. tele- it's reality television <laughs> it's, it's fake superheroes yeah. That um you keep forgetting, Paul, that reality TV stars are not SAG actors. <laughs> they, yeah, so. they, they said if anybody who wants to become a SAG actor that's an influencer couldn't do that either. So it's like I don't know if they want to. Did they, so, did they go? So, let's talk about this bad topic first for a second because it really boils my blood. Because you're already gonna cease production and cause actors not to work. Yeah, and then you're gonna take their fucking joy out of Halloween. Yeah. Like it's so fucking stupid, Chachi. You're familiar with what, what SAG is asking for I their am. actors not to dress in costumes that are part of struck works. Like, yeah. when oh, did you see what Ryan Reynolds did with his daughter? He called his daughter a scab. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't apply to children. Yeah. But I think it's really ridiculous. Oh, you can dress up yeah. as a spider or dress up as uh, a, a mummy, like just a yeah. generic mummy, generic, generic spider. Or if you if you want to do a TV show, it's got to be like reality television or something that's you know really old or whatever. And and to throw that on members around this time is just despicable. It's not right. It's not right. I'm taking the joy out no. of the holiday for us. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I see their point because you know if we post to social media, then they see the costume. But then you oh, know, but we also have uh, like I mean, you, you know, a lot of cosplayers too, Al. So it's like that takes money out of their their pockets too because that's what they make a living on is doing cosplay. 
I mean, not that they play that character on a TV show or anything. Well, but... if the cosplayer sag after, but not all. But I'm just saying, like, if they're actors and they do cosplay on the side, it's like right. kind of screws them over because then they can't make any money on that. Yeah, that yeah, was you a know big what? misfire from um, SAG to request yeah. that. I mean, I guess Fran Drescher. Um, she approved. Yeah, it, yeah, people people are making fun of that. It lost a lot of goodwill, trying to be too controlling. Yep. Like yep. it's it's a bad time. It's a bad time in the whole industry. Like the streaming platforms are losing a ton of money, and AI is just getting started, and a lot of people are going to lose their job because of AI. But like, well, I think the AI thing. I mean, I think they agreed not to do a lot with the AI, which is good. What I don't like is the fact that they were signing people off for like like Bruce Willis signed over his rights, so you, you could like Steph casting somebody, you could sign over an AI Bruce Willis, which I don't think is a good idea. Oh, he did. That's yeah, like before he got six. Yeah, so like if it was up to Al or Bruce Willis to do like a new Die Hard or something, they would choose Bruce Willis's AI over Al because it's like Bruce Willis. I think is it's an obvious choice. I'm just using that as an example. You know what I mean? <laughs> or it could be someone else, but yes, I agree. But yeah, anyways, yeah, it's just we want to enjoy our Halloween. Of course, uh, next week is our <laughs> Halloween episode. We're all going to be wearing costumes. So that'll be fun. Um. All right. Let's move on no, to celebrity gossip. No, so, talking about Big Brother. I was actually I actually was asked to audition for Big Brother back in the day. Wait, I who didn't was? do it. I was. Oh, you were. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, that was yeah, a after long I did Eliminate. After you did Eliminate, I guess they were on the radar watching uh, some Big Brother contestants, and that's a shame, man. Yeah, I mean, do you do you regret not taking that offer? You, no, no, no. Like, I I never. I never watched Big Brother back then, and it's not an easy show. You can't go on that show blind and expect it to do well. It's really a okay. show that where you need to know like what happens, what kind of challenges you have to do, like you know the endurance, you know, and stuff to look out for as you're on the show week by week to remember certain things that repeat every year that you're mm-hmm. going to have to have a challenge like that later on. So I don't think I would did good, and like I don't. I mean, not saying that I would have got picked. I mean, who knows? But like, right. I also don't, don't like being under surveillance twenty four seven, and like, uh, you know, like cameras in the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. Like, well, they don't shoot inside the stalls. The but if you're in the shower, you know, they'll they'll show the outside of the shower with you in it. Right. Yeah. It. And the toilet is never. It's like a forbidden to have cameras in the toilet. So that at least that's very respectful. Plus, you're in there yeah. talking to somebody. I think I think they can film then. If you're gonna hide somewhere and talk, yeah. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm loving the season. But I hope they have an all star. Like I miss the old all star people they used to have on there, like Doctor Will and Mike Boogie oh, yeah. and like yeah. Evil Dick we, and like they've had two two all star uh, seasons already. Um, it's been a while, they, hasn't it? Maybe they only they've only had one, but they had another season with like multiple return players or something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like the whole All Star season they had before. Okay, so if they did another All Star season, you you tune in. I probably if it was old school All Star, yes. Really? Okay. Not the new well, some people. Of characters, the new people. Some some of these characters are pretty good. I mean, you got Sari from yeah. Survivor, who's one of the probably the best social players in Survivor, and you know she and her son are on the show. Um, well, her son obviously uh, no longer was voted out. But I, uh, I yeah, see um, Johnny Fairplay on on Big Brother. Well, you know you can catch him on House of Villains. I've re- yeah, I've already watched. 
Uh, I really watched the, the first two. It's it's so entertaining, dude. I mean, you're, you're basically taking all these villains and putting them in one house. And Omar, you already know how crazy Omarosa is. You already know how right. uh, crazy some of these other folks are. I mean, from shows I've never watched, like 90 Day Fiance and Love at First Sight and stuff like that. Is Dennis Rodman in there from so? Uh... No, he was in this. He was in a different show called The Surreal Life, I believe. Yeah, and he was because yeah, Dennis yeah. Rodman seems to play like on, on a lot of reality shows too. Yeah, yeah, that's his go-to for sure. He can but, bring um, his buddy from North Korea in there, and that that'd be a good villain to have on the <laughs> Kim Jong Un. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'd watch that. <laughs> All right, so this is an interesting one, guys. Um, Dwayne Johnson has responded to a widely criticized wax figure of himself that was unveiled at a Paris museum. So if you have a chance to look at this statue, guys, on your phone, you know, it's, Wait, it's ridiculous. Wasn't, wasn't Dwayne in that movie, um, White Adam? It's called Black Adam, by the way. Oh, it's Black Adam. Okay. I couldn't tell from the um, wax figure. Right. That's what you would think if you oh, saw right. the wax figure. So apparently... The Rock posted on Instagram for the record. I'm going to have my team reach out to our friends at Grevin Museum in Paris, France, so we can work out updating my wax figure here with some important details and improvements, <laughs> starting with my skin color. So, <laughs> you see the photo, it's he's very, very light, very like, is he like the same? Is that the same Sosa version of the Dwayne Rock Johnson? <laughs> Actually, you know what? He looks like Vin yeah. Diesel. He looks like Vin Diesel. Vin, no, he, Vin looks like Mr. he looks like Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean and, and Vin Diesel had a baby. Yeah, That's right. He kept the baby in the he, dark for many yeah. years. Yeah, they, he actually shared a, um, a a comedian's video talking about the you know, um, you know, being uh, being very low key offended by the whiteness of the the wax statue. So um, low key. The whiteness of <laughs> the, the comedian was Loki. <laughs> no, you said you said oh, Loki. Loki okay. offended means um, you're not as you're not like super pissed. You're just kind of a little bit pissed. You know. Oh, I thought you're talking about the um, comic book character. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, he was as friended as Loki was. You know, I'm pissed. Yeah. The Rock. I'm pissed. His TV show got canceled. Young Rock. Yeah, I like that show. That shouldn't. Oh, he did. That was a great show. That was it like end I mean, on for a, any cliffhanger. Yeah. Did it end on a positive note, like uh, or like a, no, uh, it was like a cliffhanger. closing of cliffhanger yeah. or anything like that. No, it wasn't. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't preparing for it to get canceled. I mean, it was a great show for any kind of old school wrestling fan. I mean, they had like a lot of people playing old school wrestlers on there. It was great. Well, you know, I was a stand-in for Matt Willing, who was uh, Andre the Giant. Were you really? Mm -hmm. He's actually a former football player for the San Francisco 49ers. Like in well, that show or in wait, like no, show? Another no, project. no, not that show. Uh, on uh, uh, the concussion movie, the Will Smith concussion movie. Okay. Wow. You're a stand up. Speaking of that, did anybody mention the Will Smith marriage? How, how much of a mess that was? We talked yeah, a little bit uh, last week. We talked a little bit oh, about it. But, but yeah, he was in Baltimore and he. You know, pretty much said, "Oh, you know, our love is stronger now." Blah blah blah, yeah. and it's like, dude, what a well, pussy, man! Well, like, yeah, come he, on, well. he, he fucked up his career over a wife, his wife that's not even with him. Like basically, yeah, the crazy. slap, the slap was meant for nothing. You know, 
I but the funny like, thing is, like, if you watch the video, he was laughing originally, and then she gave him that look, and he went up to there and course. did it after that. It's oh, like, yeah. He thought it was, it was funny at first. Like, yeah, he laughed. You're right. So, but yeah, I, I feel, guess. I mean, honestly, I feel so bad for Will Smith. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, I've been a Will Smith fan since, um, you know, Fresh Prince. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, he's a, he's a DJ on the rapper album, you know, right. and whole career since then i mean he's always been known as a great guy and i think he's still a great guy you know i mean of course you know i hated to see what he did to chris rock but i mean i would hate for that to define his whole career and like for him to never like you know reach the heights he did again but he just needs to get away from jada you know he's trying to make this thing work apparently for a long time Mm. and you know and that's why he did what he did to chris rock and which i even said back then he did it to uh, you. Know what I, I heard rumors. I heard Meryl Streep's the same way. Okay, hold on, Paul. Let, let Chante finish, please. He did it to try to appease um, Jada. You know, and like yeah, you know, he's laughing yeah. at the joke, and he saw that she was pissed, and he was trying to get on her good side, win her over. You know, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have been in relationships where they're trying to win the girl back. You know, after it goes, um, you know, sour south or whatever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but this has been a long time. You know, and. I know he has kids with her, but the kids are, you know, pretty grown. The best thing he yeah. can do is just get away from her. You know, now she's yeah. toxic. She's going around saying that Tupac was her soulmate. I mean, just she just does everything to make him look emba- to embarrass him. I mean, it's it's horrible to like just like emasculate him. You know, and I hate to hate to see it. You know, and like, he shouldn't be showing up at her book signing or whatever. You know, trying yeah, to show him support and like that. Especially after, you know, she's, you know, pretty much dogging him in in her book, you know, and talking shit about him that whole week prior. It's like, just get away, Will. I mean, if it it takes half your money, you're going to be better off getting away. And I I really wish that, you know, we had Koki here, you know, for people, listeners of this show for many years, you know, Koki went to school with Jada. And Tupac, and Tupac, you know, when Josh together, Charles, you know, at the same yeah. time, and I would, I would have loved to hear his take on all this. It would have been great. You know, I miss, miss Koki a lot. Um, yes, we I always love to hear his, his, his Tupac and um, Jada stories. You know, he always bragged about how he was friends with them when you know in the same class and everything like that. You know, I, I've seen his yearbook page from his school, and they're all on the same page of the yearbook. You know, mm-hmm. him, Jada, Tupac, all on the same page of the yearbook. So it's, it's a, it's all like, you know, it's, true a, story. it's an amazing page in the yearbook, isn't it? Yeah. The see <laughs> Koki, Tupac, and Jada. You can't make this shit up, you know? You can't. No, it's you just can't. wild that, that Koki was a part, of, a part of that class. And of course, uh, this Christmas, our final Christmas show is always the Koki Christmas Memorial Show. So that exactly. will be happening. Yeah, we'll be happening. Yep, that'll be happening next uh, month and or next month or no, two months. Um, of course, uh, Sabrina has been taking over for the uh, the dedication song. Um, okay. Yep. But um, let's let's go over a few more things. Uh, Dave Chappelle criticized for Israel's bombing of Gaza at one of his recent Boston comedy tour stops. Wow. So I always question it when, when people condemn Israel when it's the Hamas yeah. attacking in terrorist ways, you yeah. know, even though, yes, uh, Israel has killed civilians as well, but is it in the same barbaric way that Hamas oh, does it? The problem is that here's what Hamas does, apparently. I've heard to get on, like, roofs of hospitals and schools and stuff. So then to get rid of them, you have to fire onto schools and hospitals, which isn't good. You know what I mean? If you're firing missiles off schools and hospitals, it's like, how do you get rid of them? Yeah. 
Well, this is what he said. So apparently he condemned the, the October 7th attack by Hamas first. But then he reportedly criticized Israel's bombing of Gaza and accused the United States of aiding the slaughter of innocent people. So he said something on both sides, but, you know. As I said, there's no winners. And the civilians are the ones that suffer. And it's like, that's something. Yeah. So basically, Chappelle's comments on the Israel-Hamas war came out after he said he didn't think his students should lose their job offers for expressing their support for Palestinians. Wow. Mm, I don't know. I mean, if you're for like when they were sending out pictures of like the paratroopers, it's like flying the Palestinian flags. I think that's a little harsh. You know what I mean? Because that's supporting the terrorists. I mean, I don't care if you're trying to support Palestine or not. That's that's a symbol for the terrorists. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and then he uh, went to slam the Israeli government for sending off water and other essential items to Gaza. So apparently that's how um, Israel's been retaliating. And then the attendees of the show uh, were shouting free Palestine while, while others uh, yelled, what about Hamas? Interesting. Wow. I really feel like uh, comedians should kind of stay in their own lane with these kind yeah. of issues. I, I don't think it's I mean, Chappelle's going to say whatever what he wants to say, but I just don't think that was right yeah. for him. I mean, if he was like Jewish or something or like a Palestinian, I mean, I guess he would have some skin in the game, but he really doesn't. You know what I mean? He's just some, you see what I'm saying? He's just kind of a comedian that has no, he's from the U.S. What you do is condemn Hamas's terrorist attacks. Yeah, and then that's, yeah that's what you have to do. I mean, don't, yeah. that's it. That's it. So, but you know, a bunch of celebrities like Gal Gadot, Amy Schumer, Jerry Seinfeld, Adam Sandler, Bradley Cooper, Madonna even um, well, she's wrote Jewish a letter. Now. Madonna is, is uh, I thought I thought that's how she became Jewish. She was she was Catholic, but I'm pretty sure she converted to Islam. I mean, Islam. Was it, was it Kabbalah? Yeah, Kabbalah. So yeah. It, yeah, okay, so she she oh, so Madonna and all the celebrities I mentioned Jewish, and many yeah, more. They uh, wrote a letter to President Biden for his leadership uh, amid, um, amid the uh, Israel Israeli Hamas war, and asked to keep focus on the hostages in Gaza. But he's giving money to both sides, which makes no sense at all to me. I mean, I understand helping Palestine out too, but when they're the government's run by Hamas, they're just going to take the money and then get more weapons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, at least yeah. we have Madonna to solve this problem. Yeah. Yeah. And uh <laughs> yeah, and, and like I said, it's we're just losing so many You know, we need countless... to send Dennis Rodman over there because he's a good ambassador. He can like negotiate stuff. <laughs> That's yeah. not a bad idea. But we've also lost so many civilians. Uh, what right. really really hurts is the babies and and, the, and children like yeah, that's, that's a really that's the worst part of that. I See, have I mean, a soft you... spot for that, you know, and that, that's yeah. really and I read just a 22-year-old nurse was uh, held hostage and then killed, who's just there to help people, and apparently oh, warned God. to stay at home. And then she ended up going to work and then was killed. Well, and I heard it's was... actually getting worse. I heard like Iran's hopping in now and attacking U.S. bases in Syria and other countries. So, it's Syria and Iraq, I think they they they, they started firing missiles at from uh, Iran. So it's like, I don't. Know. So it's getting worse over there. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, definitely sucks. Um, well, that that's uh brings us to rest in peace. Can you believe it? Um, got through everything, and um, you gonna do the wrestling? 
Um, I don't, I, I, I didn't prepare any wrestling this week, Paul. Um, and I don't really think there's anything groundbreaking since you and I did that segment. So I think we're, That's right. yeah, I, they haven't really added any more matches to uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, I'm still season. surprised they're doing Crown Jewel though. Just, just, and that with that region being as bad as it is right now, you would think they would think twice. That's about. true. That's actually related to what we're talking about. Yeah, Tachi, can you believe they're going to do a pay per view in Saudi Arabia with everything going on? No, um, how? Well, Saudi crazy. Arabia is not not that close to them, right? Uh, I looked it up. It's about two hundred. I think it was about miles. twenty miles or something. It wasn't that far? Two hundred fifty. No, two hundred fifty miles. miles. But still, that's not that far. Yeah, from Israel to uh, to Saudi Arabia. Um, but yeah, but the whole I mean, the whole the whole area over there that they're fighting at is um, only the size of New Jersey. I heard. Okay, so it's a very a limited. Do we really yeah. need New Jersey? We just give them New Jersey. <laughs> no, I like oh, the Jersey girls. Was... Yeah, some some Jersey girls are hot, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I want to keep them. Yeah, keep the Jersey girls. Man. I don't know why Jersey has a bad reputation because I mean, I mean, besides that one little area you drive through in New York City that you know is all mm. industrial, there's a lot of nice areas in New Jersey, especially northern Jersey. Of, Chachi, yeah, yeah a lot of nice my... beaches there on the shore. Like, shore is great. Uh, um, Bergen Wild, County, Wildwood is great. Yeah, yeah, right outside of New York is Bergen County where my cousins live, and that area is amazing. It's very affluent, and yeah, um, that's also the same location of uh, bookends, giving bookends a shout. That did a uh, meet and greet with Millie Bobby Brown that I attended, also oh, in Bergen cool. County. Yeah, uh, that was that was really cool. But um, but yeah, not much. I mean, Crown Jewel has a decent pay per view, Paul. I mean, you have L.A. Knight challenging Roman Reigns. You know, so again, that would be an exciting match, and we already discussed that. And Seth Rollins um, defending against Drew McIntyre. And then, of course, Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul again, but this time for the United States Championship. Yeah. And then it's the Fatal Five. Rey Mysterio is now like the old veteran. The old veteran. And that's how old he is. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But also champion, Chachi. He's U.S. champion right now. So. Is he? That, I remember back even... in the day, like, what was it? Eddie Guerrero kidnapped his son to brainwash his son into turning against Rey Mysterio back in the day? Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, you could the, do that right now, but I mean, I'm just saying it's like, but but now now the sun's grown up and he's bigger than Rey Mysterio. He's tall. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dominic <laughs> Dominic is tall. Yeah, have you seen Dominic Mysterio, Chachi? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember him as a little kid that Rey used to. You remember as a little kid after matches? Ha- yeah, yeah. Have you seen him now though? I've seen a picture of him. Yeah, yeah. He's got a, a real sweet mullet, and he's a part of uh, a faction with Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor, Damian Priest, called Judgment Day. So I know none of those names he hasn't said, but I know <laughs> Rey Mysterio's son. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Has wrestling gotten but, any better since um, the it's UFC? It's gotten a lot really? better. I love it, man. You know, Triple H really? is, is, is head of creative now. Um, Well, so it was Triple H for a while, and then McMahon came over to help with the sale, and then he took over creative. But now it's back, creative is back in Triple H's hands. Now, after the sale was complete, so McMahon has his favorites, and he, I don't know, he he doesn't uh, he doesn't endorse a certain talents. And if you notice, Paul, certain talents being used yeah. that they weren't previously, like a Tommaso Ciampa, for instance, yeah. 
Um, like there's a lot more. I mean, yep. you start seeing superstars you haven't seen in a while. You uh, know that that's yeah, Triple H's the big, the big like buff guys like winning everything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he loves L.A. Knight. You know, um, because he's got he's got that muscular build and he's super. Yeah, yeah but I don't know if he likes L.A. Knight because of uh, the, the, he might not like him because he got over on his own. He doesn't like people get over on their own. Because remember that happened with Zack Ryder. Uh, getting over on their own is okay, I think. Because this is the first company where he became a megastar, like a superstar. He, although he's wrestled for other companies, so he likes the yeah. Vince likes it when the the wrest the wrestler becomes a star in his brand. Yeah, okay, I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So Wait, like, okay, that's that that even back in the day when they used to have like Dusty Rhodes, so like when he came to WWF. Um, kind of try to like you know embarrass them by putting oh, them the, in, polka like, a, the polka dot outfit having them come out to like common man song and stuff like that and dusty yeah. still got over and he still got over yeah yeah, yeah so well, actually he would like, like that because his son's pretty good cody rose is pretty good on the mic oh yeah yeah Ch- chachi before you stopped watching wrestling you were a fan of cody rose right you actually Said he should be called the American Nightmare, and here you go. He's already been called the American Nightmare. Is he really? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Chachi yeah, actually wanna... said it on the show many years ago. I was like, Cody should instead of Stardust, he should be American Nightmare. Like the his right. father was the American Dream. Oh, he agrees too because he hates Stardust. He said if you mention Stardust, he'll leave. <laughs> and I want to tell yeah. Ted Junior to be um, the billion dollar man. The billion dollar man. See, but yeah. he he didn't really. He didn't well, really think, did he go to jail or something? Wasn't he like embezzling money or something from some church? Yeah, yeah, he was. was he uh, really? he's, oh no, yeah. yeah, it's kind of sad news. He he kind of started some kind of um, fake um, charity, and he was taking yeah. all the funds. Uh, I'm not sure if he's currently oh, locked no. up, but um, yeah, yeah. Google Google the article, you'll find out. Because wasn't Ted DiBiase? Wasn't his dad like a, a preacher or at least real religious? His dad was a preacher, I think. I think his yeah, dad's right. still a preacher. Yeah, his dad comes yeah. Often, so it's like his dad must not be in trouble. Yeah, yeah Ted's, you know what's funny? Ted said that Virgil should not be in the Hall of Fame. Apparently, they're not friends anymore. And as I read this recently, apparently, uh, Ted DiBiase said Virgil should not be in the Hall of Fame because he was used as a valet and never wrestled in WWE. <laughs> and no, he wrestled, he probably wrestled one or two matches in WWE, but. It's not true. Virgil did wrestle a bunch in other promotions. Yeah, he wrestled in WCW. Yeah, WCW. He's had other matches in, in other like minor league um, promotions. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm guessing they're just they just had a falling out or something. I don't know. But that's that's sad to see. I mean, I I feel bad for whole... Virgil because like he he doesn't even get his own action figure. He, he's a builder figure. Like if if you buy a whole series of the WrestleMania figures this year, you could build a Virgil because they don't even want to make an own figure for him because they don't yeah. think it would sell. I, I always think feel Virgil real... deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, there's really? less people in the Hall of Fame than him. Um, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, you have Mr. T in the Hall of Fame. And Mr. T will have wrestled two matches. And Pete Rose, Pete Rose is in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah, but Cindy Lauper is not. Cindy's... But she's not. This has got to be yeah, her Cindy Lauper. They're in Philadelphia. Well, you, you know, Donald Trump's in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But Cindy yeah. Lauper should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, she, I mean, she, she must 
She must not want to be because they yeah. had to have asked her by now. They definitely asked her by now. Maybe just the, the yeah. timing or the year wasn't right. But a lot of people wrestling, that... wrestling might not be where it is today if it wasn't for Cindy Lauper. Absolutely. You know, right. Cindy, Rock and wrestling. Cindy Lauper industry to see because like they brought mainstream attention, you know, with Hulk Hogan, but like the celebrities, they brought mainstream, you know, and all this happened with Cindy Lauper on a chance encounter on a plane with Captain Lou Albano. They sat next to each other on a plane got to talking and then became friends just by saying on the plane talking to each other and then and then she invited Captain Lou to play her father in the um you know girls just want to have fun video yeah and some other videos too you know like, like in the Goonies video like he was in the Goonies video too mm-hmm. and like um Goonies are good enough yeah I remember and you know, and, yeah. and and then he brought her into the um, wrestling and it kind of started the whole rock and wrestling and type rock of thing. and just wrestling from, uh, yeah. Yeah, just from a chance I think Captain Lou should be in the Mario Hall of Fame also. He should be. He should the be Mario in the Mario Hall. Hall of Fame, also. Captain Lou, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, absolutely. But um, I think yeah. that's all I have Form, on wrestling. I, yes, we've had Captain Lou on the show before. I Holy did. shit! Was it pretty cool? Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. We've had some. In fact, we've had so many uh, wrestlers on the show that have sadly passed away. Yeah, May um, Young. Um, May Young. The Fabulous Moolah. Yeah. We had Chris um, Candido on our show like a, a week before he died. Can you believe that? We he had, actually um, talked about actually talked about going on a flight. Like he's getting ready to go on a flight um, later in the week, and that's actually the flight that causes death because of um, the aneurysm. I had, yeah, I think he had surgery or something like that, and something yeah, some kind of like, uh, yeah. with the we altitude. Also lost so, yeah. Chris Candido. I feel bad for him because I mean, like his Rosie. ex-wife is a mess. Mister Perfect. Mr. Perfect. We've had um, Viscera. We've had um, yeah, Virgil because Virgil seems to be willing to do anything. I don't think we've had Virgil. Have we had Virgil on Chachi? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Remember did we have? Did we have Scott Hall we, before? I, no, I don't think we've ever had no, Scott okay. Hall. Sadly, we've had Kevin Nash on, but luckily he's still with us. Yeah, he's yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. I might have to compile a list of uh, those that are no longer with us uh, that have been be on below the belt show. Be a lot, not just in wrestling, but in the you know, Paul Bearer, in, Paul Bearer. Yeah, a lot Rudy. of them have been mad, <laughs> managers, right? Mr. Mean Moody, Gene. yes, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. That was an in person interview, a very brief one. It was one of the yeah. few interviews that we paid for, right? Uh, because uh, it was pretty much the same as a video promo. He was being well, he's That's like, cool. I'll do a five minute interview for this month. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> And we, oh, did his, we did it. I'm glad we yeah, his did. Agent, was... His agent kind of like made us pay, but yeah, yeah, it was but worth that it. Was he, one was, the... he was a legend. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely one of the legends. So one time, one time, I will do that. It's to compile a list of all the uh, the Hall of Famers uh, that. The... We get Macho Man. No, we never had Macho Man. Hey, that, was... that would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, as far Sherry as wrestling, guess Sherry Martell, yes, Sherry yeah, Martell, yeah. Axel Rotten, we've had on. Now, I'm thinking like oh, ECW yeah. says a lot of those guys. New Jack, we have balls, we've had balls Mahoney on. Yes, we we actually knew Axel pretty well, myself and Chachi. Yeah, uh, had a few beers, a few drunken nights with uh, with Axel Rotten. Rest in peace, yeah, Axel. He was, he was crazy, yeah, he was crazy, but he was a good guy. You know, he was good. Yeah. So 
But speaking of rest in pieces, I guess we'll we'll go over the list for this week. Of course, um, last week, of course, I already gave a shout out to Suzanne Summers, and that's still really devastating to me. I just can't uh, believe she's gone because now two thirds of of Three's Company's main cast uh, are no longer with us, and that's uh, John Ritter and now Suzanne Summers. Well, what about but... the replacement, uh, Chrissy's? Are they there? The two Harry. girls have replaced her. Yeah, that was Cindy, uh, Priscilla with Barnes. Cindy and Terry. Yeah, yeah, Cindy Terry. Terry was, yeah. Priscilla Barnes is still still doing well. Yeah, um, and Cindy, I'm not sure what she's up to now. Um, hey, remember remember um, the Five Master, yeah. Susanna Summers. Like she was, oh yeah, she made a lot of money doing like these endorsements uh, back yeah. in the day. Like she you know, I, I think, yeah, I think she left Therese Conflict. Yeah, she wanted the same amount of money as John Ritter, and they wouldn't pay it to her. Um, so yeah, I don't know if she got fired or exactly. left, but yeah, she did really well on um, step by step, true. too. She's in the head series, yep. She's the sheriff, yeah. She's but sheriff. we did lose some folks this week, so um, this one's breaking. So it's Richard Roundtree who broke ground with his role yep. in the Shaft movie. Uh, yep, passed away. Yep. He, he passed away today, uh, with a battle of pancreatic cancer. Uh, it's kind of cool they tied him in with the new shaft movies with samuel L. jackson like they had him playing the dad of samuel L. jackson and the new right. shaft movie yeah that's right forgot yeah. about that yeah and Chachi, you had a comment as well i was just saying i didn't know he was still alive honestly but yeah definitely a, definitely a legend yeah he was also uh in the um yeah the sequel in 2000 as you know um with uh, John Singleton, you know, and uh, starring Sam Jackson. So that's that a big 2000? deal. That was 2000. Jeez. Can you believe that? that? Long ago. No. Yeah. That's a long time ago. I was maybe like ago. 2013 or something like that. I that no, not that. <laughs> yeah. 2000. I think they did have two of them. So I don't know when the second one was. But Sam Jackson. 2000 was the release of the second film. Yeah. The first oh, the one was one too. 19. The first one was released in 1977. That came out in 2019. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Hayden Gwynn, whose uh, credits include The Crown uh, on Netflix. Uh, sadly, she passed away uh, following a recent diagnosis of cancer. And she was also in the UK sitcom Drop the Dead Donkey. Um, so sadly, she's no longer with us. We also lost Elizabeth Hoffman, who played Beatrice Reed Ventnor, mother of the daughters, played by Swoosie Kurtz, Sella Ward, Patricia Columber, and Julianne Phillips during the entire six run of that NBC show, Sisters. Sadly, she passed away at the age of 97 due to natural causes. And uh, Elaine Devery, who appeared on The Atomic Kid, A Guide for the Married Man, dozens of TV specials, died um sadly um last month but it was just recently reported 
Um, and uh, Joanna Merlin, uh, actress who originated the role of Petzel in Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway. Also, uh, her screen debut came in Cecil B. DeMille's 1956 hit, The Ten Commandments. Um, so oh, she, she she passed away at the age of 92. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if you were in Cecil even the DeMille films, I mean, you had to have been around you for have to a while. in the 90s, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mark Howard James, hip hop producer and DJ known as 45 King, uh, sadly passed away. He is best known for his 80s song, The 900 Number. I don't know if you know that, King of the 80s. Uh, I'm not sure. It's an old rap song. Yeah, it's an old rap song. And he also produced Eminem Stan and Jay Z's Hard Knock Life, the ghetto anthem. Oh, also, also, yeah, and also remix Madonna's Keep It Together. Wow. Uh, I know that remix. That's, that's a great remix. You know that? T- yeah. Keep it, to- he, he, keep it together. Yeah. Keep it together keep it forever together. and ever. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yep. Yeah. So he's only 62. Man. Um, I imagine he, we, I mean, so, so there was a time period that he was like on the top of the world, it seemed like. Yeah. Eminem Stan, which is a great song. That's that's one of the, the best Eminem songs. It's right? Hard Knock Life. Damn. Daisy's Hard Knock Life. Yeah, he had... Uh, and um, he was also produced uh, Queen Latifah's All Hail the Queen album. Oh, yeah. That's one of her early um, albums. Yeah. She's the only man that makes no sense at all. I, I don't understand. Maybe Chachi could explain this to me. What is the equalizer universe? Because, I mean, you have two, you have the Queen Latifah equalizer, and then you have the the other equalizer movie that just came out. With Denzel? With Denzel. Uh, Denzel so great. Are, uh, I never watched the Queen I mean, Latifah. Denzel made sense, but Queen Latifah's show made no sense at all to me. And before I that, I was an old British dude, so it's like that—that that, that was even made less sense. I can't, I can't comment because I've, I've seen neither the movies or the TV show. So yeah, I last can't picture Queen Latifah good. being a badass, but I saw the last Denzel Equalizer movie, and he did great. Um, yeah, it was good. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's a loose. Uh, it's in the same universe, you know. I imagine. I imagine it is. Yeah. But... Just all then... the um, the um, killers of the flower moon last night. Oh, I did a review of that, and you should do your review. Yeah, yeah. we were we were ready. Uh, we already did our review earlier, Chachi. You saw it too. Yeah, I saw no, it too. We... Well, what is your Paul saw it. of of uh? Can I can I throw out the last uh R.I.P. Yeah, good. And good. then we'll, yeah. that's that so out of like sync or whatever. Okay, one more uh, um, celebrity no longer with us. Um, Dwight Tilly. Dw- sorry, Dwight Twilly, the power pop singer and songwriter known for I'm on Fire and Girls. Uh, sadly died at the age of 72. So that that? It, um, I'm on Fire and Girls are two songs that were uh, apparently the top 20 hit I'm on fire was in 1975. There you go. And girls was 1984. Not hmm. to be confused with the beastie boys girls. <laughs> no. So, um, but yeah, that's um, concludes RIPs. Um, but Chachi, you were, uh, were present earlier for our uh, discussion on uh, movies, including killers of the flower moon, but uh, perhaps you can uh, give us uh, your, your review of the film. Um, Killers of the. I mean, it's definitely a long movie, but it did not feel long 
definitely didn't feel like three and a half hours. Yeah, which is see, is I thought crazy. I thought it was right. Three and a half hours, Paul. You're trying to say it's two and a half hours. It's three and a no, half. No, I said hours. three and a half hours. I said it was three and a half hours. You said three hours. I said three and a half hours. Yeah, it was like three uh, hours, two and a half. twenty some minutes. We'll play yeah. back. We'll play yeah. back. I think you, you're yeah, adamant play, about play two the and tape. Half. Play the tape. Two and a half. You said two and a half. On the but go go on, Chachi, please. Yeah, most movies are like two and a half hours at least nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Right. Right. But I mean, just great acting all around. Um, you know, Robert De Niro, like a lot of his personal things he says gets my nerves or whatever. But, but I, do I you know it's probably. Hold on, did yeah, you, did he, are you are you alluding to he improvs some of uh, his uh, his script into the dialogue? No, no, I'm saying it's in the personal the, the, the things he says in like real life. Oh, you know, okay, but not in the film. Okay, no, not in the film. That's a chat he's done. I wanted to ask him if if he agrees with me on one one thing with it. All right, okay, and, go ahead. Um, but I, I thought some of the, like Daenerys' best work in a long time in this movie, and then, of course. Um, that kid from um, Growing Pains did a great job too. I thought Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, I'm he sure, did a great job. I'm sure that's maybe. the bottom of, of projects <laughs> he wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely a depressing, depressing movie. You know, depressing topic. But I thought, you know, Martin Scorsese, you know, legend. You know, we saw him up in New York. That's right, um, Tribeca Film Festival. We got yeah, to meet and greet. And, yeah, and both him and De Niro are 80 years old now. So, I mean, who knows how many more movies they're going to be doing. But it was just you know, good to see. Like, I mean, definitely going to be a lot of Oscar buzz around this movie. You know, you even had, um, you even had, um, what's his face from The Whale, um, Brandon Fraser in there. Oh, yeah. Well, Let's Go was in there, too. It was? John Let's Go. Yeah, yeah, yep. He was in there too, and 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 Lizzo, Lizzo was in there. No, I'm kidding. She wasn't in the movie, but <laughs> I was like, man, what scene was that? Yeah. Don't put Lizzo in everything, people. My God, no, stop. <laughs> no, I think she's well, been good. canceled. You don't hear much about her anymore. Lizzo's the, Lizzo's the next Captain Marvel. That's what it is. Ah. <laughs> Let me guess. Both of you are going to skip the Marvels. No, of course. Yeah, I'm well, going to no, watch. You might, you're going to watch it, right? Okay. I'll just watch it to review. But um, my my thing was, tell me if this would be a better casting. I mean, I, I know you were big on De Niro. He just seemed like he was dry and bland the entire movie. Like it seemed like the guy who was supposed to be like that character scene was supposed to be more grandiose. I thought like if they swapped him with John Lithgow, I think that would have been a better because John Lithgow he sounded like more grandiose the way he talked, even though he was playing a different part like as a lawyer. You know what I mean? I think he would have been a better. Uncle, then I, I thought Denaro did great, and I don't know. I, I, he just just he had no emotion. He just kind of just was real yeah. driver, like he was just kind of going through the motions. I mean, maybe I, that it just seemed like a really bland performance by him. Now, now, if you look at DiCaprio, DiCaprio, like he had a bunch of emotion. I think he did a really good job. But Denaro just seemed like he was just maybe there for a paycheck or just there to do something because he just yeah, doesn't think that at all. With it. Mm. I thought the character was um more like a you know. Puppet I think it's supposed to be character. Hold on. Well, let's be more okay. Let's try to yeah. finish, please. Right. Yeah, I thought he was just kind of be like the a puppet master type of character in the movie. I mean, I don't. I like them. I don't know. Right. And I wasn't going into it expecting to like his performance. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's that's what you're curious about, Big Paul. Was the uh, 
uh, Robert De Niro's acting. Yeah, it was just it just came off as really bland, unemotional. I mean, but really? I mean, I think like if you swapped him out with John Lithgow, John Lithgow like had like emotion behind his speaking, his mannerisms seemed to be better, even though he wasn't they, he did more talking off screen too. But he just I think that would have been a better fit for that character because it seemed like that he was a puppet master guy who was trying to control everybody about being this good, boisterous, like above everybody else guy. But I didn't get that impression from De Niro. I just got like this bland kind of list, whatever performance from him. You know what I mean? Like he was just reading yeah, the thing. I thought, no, I thought he was more, was supposed to be more subtle and was trying to uh, manipulate people by getting them to do what he wanted them to do without really like making a big deal about it. You know, he's kind of leading and Leonardo DiCaprio's character was easy to lead to do whatever he wanted. I mean, it wasn't, it was, it was crazy yeah. to see them play such like, you know, dastardly type of characters yeah. in the movie. Well, that concludes. Definitely worth uh, checking out. All right. Well, I think we've reached the, the end of the program tonight. Um, we always uh, end with birthdays. <laughs> Not to you always say birthdays and we're ready to wrap things up. And we you're getting Perfect, it. Yes. Uh, so uh, Tuesday, October 24th. Well, who's celebrating a birthday today? Well, Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones. Can you believe he's 87? All the Rolling Stones are in their 80s, man. They are just... That's insane. It's insane. How They're did they last that long, to be honest with you? With all the drugs Keith Richards did, I mean, you would think he would have been like dead long ago. You know, Richards, uh, Keith Richards did an interview on Howard Stern not too long ago. And uh, I don't know. He he just talks about having a... Pro- like how he stays healthy is having a private chef that, um, that cooks uh, balanced meals, healthy meals, and um and things like that you know but uh drink a bottle of whiskey before he goes to bed every night and I mean, yeah yeah i've seen you know i seen the rolling stones in concert it might have been like four or five years ago nice and keep um they were over that stage i mean um it was amazing like you never know that they were anywhere near their 80s yeah and you know mick jagger Jagger was uh on saturday night live last saturday he did a little uh Mother. little uh, cameo in one of the skits so that see so again their presence is still being felt yeah well, they I, I still sounded great that. had a lot of energy yeah. It was yeah crazy it's crazy uh let's see actor f murray abraham is 84 who's that you know what i, I know his name is so familiar but it like, sounds familiar I, yeah yeah so i'm like uh Looking we have actor act, <laughs> actor kevin klein is 76 um bd wong bd wong is 63 happy birthday bd we just interviewed him at the creative coalition events earlier this year for the uh yeah yeah, pre white house correspondence event is he still doing the on order thing or is he done with that oh he's done long it's been a long time since he left i mean i thought they moved him over to one of the newer shows i thought because i thought he was gone and then he just came back he's on aquafina's new show the uh aquafina's from queens he's a regular on the yeah so Zahn McLaren from Hawkeye and Reservation Dogs is 57. Uh, singer Monica is 43. Huh. Um, actor Tim Pocock, interesting last name, from X-Men Origins Wolverine uh, is 38. I believe he played Scott Summers. Okay. In that yeah. Drake is 37. Happy birthday, Drake. Wow, Drake. Yeah, I know, right? And Shanae Grimes, remember her from 90210, the reboot. 
she's 34. Can you believe she's 34 already? Wait, who is she uh, in the reboot? She was um the main star, uh the one from out Silver? of town. Oh um, no, that girl was hot. Yeah. She was she, she wasn't relate she wasn't related to anybody from the previous uh are you sure she's she's not like um from just an, she's more than thirty years just, old when she started like everybody else was on that everyone like I, like Andrew Zuckerman uh, Gabrielle Carteris yeah. no she was Annie she was the one with the black brother okay do you remember now Chachi there's like a yeah. siblings uh, one was white one was black it was kind of like their play on Brandon and Brenda Walsh but instead I thought it was like like a play on uh, the Fantastic Four movie when they did that as <laughs> no no that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you, that was like one of the 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 big things about the Nine Two and a reboot. Um, you don't hear anything anyway. about the reboot. Yeah, it didn't have two. She forgot about seasons. it. Yeah, yeah, before it only went four seasons, right? Yeah. Was it five many seasons? I don't think I finished it. I think I went up to season three. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I went up to season one and I gave up. So I was like, "Oh, you gave up? You're a fan too." <laughs> it's on season, I watched season one just because the original, and I was like. Well, actually, yeah. Chappie, yeah, technically, if you interview Jungle Boy, he's the son of Luke Perry. He wrestles now. Yeah. I heard I that, wish, yeah. I wish uh, that we had the opportunity to interview him. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, actor Eliza Taylor from The 100 is 34. And Ashton Sanders from Moonlight uh, is 28. And actor Hudson Yang from Fresh Off the Boat is 20. And that's birthdays today. All right. Birthdays. Birthdays. Happy birthday. So that concludes BTB. Um, sadly, we're going to have to reschedule our interview with Serena DC from that documentary. We are not alone as things happen sometimes. Right. Uh, but we're going to close out with another great interview from NYCC. And um, also an another uh, cut uh, selected by Chachi McFly. A Halloween cut. Yes, uh, Chachi. What will be? What will we be listening to? Can I get my theme song? Oh yeah, you want to hear some theme? Yeah. Right. It's, been, it's been a while since people heard it. And All right. where are my dogs at? Yeah. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy, Chachi. Chachi. Chachi in charge for Chachi's classic cut. It's been a few seconds since the last one, right? That's what oh, they say that's... right now. Well, it's a few minutes or a, oh, bit, a minute, a minute, a minute, or let's say 60 seconds, I guess. That could be, it's uh, been at least 60 seconds since my last classic cut. So it's good to bring it back. Y'all in the Halloween spirit yet? Yes, except for that stupid sag rule, but yes. Yeah, so you can't dress <laughs> up. Have you done anything Halloween ish? Yeah, I mean, I attended Hallow's Scream in Bush Gardens. That was amazing. Right. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, the Renaissance Festival in Pennsylvania. So Renaissance Festival was completely sold out in Maryland. So we did the next best thing and went to the PA one. And that was How'd a that lot compare? of fun. Was it? It was fun because they actually had a Halloween theme to the uh, to the, oh, to cool. the run fair. Yeah, they had. Really uh, cool. yeah. They actually had more different cosplayers at the PA one. It seems like okay. everybody at the Maryland Ren Fair does 
sticks to the theme of like middle age, yeah. Yeah. middle ages. Yeah, yeah I think PA is like yeah. more like the, the bigger one from what I understand from based on the cosplayers and how it did to run fair type of stuff. Cosplayers, they allow dogs, which is dog friendly um fair because oh, cool. they, they don't allow dogs at the Maryland one. I'm gonna say so the, the food is not back as good. In the middle ages, like they were, were they more like wolves back then? There are more wolves, yes. Yeah. But I love I love seeing all the dogs. And the that food cool. actually cool. I give um Maryland the edge on food. It's just okay. it does not compare. They really the turkey the legs in Pennsylvania. They have the turkey legs, but I'm not a fan of turkey legs. Um yeah, they, they, they just stick after a while. Yeah, yeah. Man, not my thing. But the the so yeah. the food selection wasn't uh wasn't as, wasn't. as great as uh well, I guess if you have dogs walking around, you can't have too much food either because the dogs are getting into the food. Um, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It's a, fun. Yeah, it's just more of that. Ho- they threw more Halloween stuff of the pumpkin yeah, patches cool. and things like that. And, um, yeah. And that's Probably a lot of witches, right? Uh, were there a lot of witches? Yeah, there are some witches, witches. dressed up. Yeah, I think there are witches, witches for, you know, in the Middle Ages. I mean, that kind of makes sense. They're witches and yeah. wenches. Witches and wenches, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That sounds, like a, pe- that sounds like a good name for a women like rock group, doesn't it? <laughs> witches and wenches, yeah. Yeah. And it, well, well, this actually, the pe- yeah. But um, yeah, that's all I pretty much have to say about the Renaissance okay. Festival. Uh, so that's all I've done for Halloween so far. Actually, I went to the Halloween Horror Nights for Universal. Oh, uh, that's right. Ago. You lucky bastard. And I mean, it's it's expensive, but like... Um, yeah, I'm so jealous it, about that. The Halloween Horror Nights, like it's, it's very cool haunted houses. I wouldn't say they were scary haunted houses. I think you can get much scarier haunted houses going locally because it's a so crowded at Universal Studios. And yeah, I guess they had to rush everything. Yeah, they kind of march you in single file, in single file lines. I try to slow down walking so there's a gap between me and the person in the group in front of you because I mean it's not like really groups; it's just one single file line that goes through so i kind of make it into like a group but um had some good themes they had a uh, stranger things themed That's haunted cool. house and it was all about um vecna and stuff on the recent seasons the recent um season of stranger things That's they had a cool. last of us last of us last um, haunted of us house have, which that must really have been cool. the scariest they, one of all, of all of them right it's pretty cool they had like some um some bloaters too, which was really cool to see. Yeah, that, but that was terrifying. That one. Yeah, it was cool. Like I said, like most of them, like you see people when they jump out. A lot of times, it's the people in front of you because you're walking like kind of single file, and so you don't really get that big scare all the time. Sometimes they'll wait and they jump out different parts of the line, but it's not like you get scared every time because you see it coming in front of you. Sometimes, you know, they had like a Chucky haunted house, which was really cool. They had ten haunted houses at all. So it's definitely something cool to check out. Nice. And then um, this is, you know, something I'm tying into the song. Um, I went to see Hocus Pocus last weekend, you know, the classic Disney movie from the 90s. Um, it was playing at Benji's, our local driving theater here in Maryland. And I want to keep pretending that um, part two never happened because part two Hocus Pocus was awful. Well, I heard they have part three coming out. Do you think that's going to be god awful too? If Disney's doing it, it's going to be awful. Like Disney doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, Disney's doing it. So yeah, like you know, like rewatching part one again. You know, you can see it was definitely like a 
a scary movie for kids. And like back in the nineties, Disney wasn't afraid to scare kids or have more kind of like adult content, you know, like part two, like, so the way the witches personalities were in part one didn't translate to part two, you know, like Sarah Jessica Parker, her character was sex craze in the first one. Horny one, the horny one. Really horny. Part two, like she didn't care about sex at all. They never even mentioned it. (laughs) Well, she's older. She's older though, Chachi. She's older in real life. She's older in real life, but she wouldn't, but you know, they were um, like in stone or whatever, you know, since the last movie. So they wouldn't have aged any. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe even though yes they have age you can tell right <laughs> right 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 <laughs> but um I, I do miss the 90s type of um shocking type of stuff that you know 90s kind of pushed the limit for a lot of media back then wrestling movies you know even disney cartoons and movies so i really miss that instead of the stuff that's watered down nowadays yeah. but um this is a song from hocus pocus um actually by a different singer and Hocus Pocus, you saw this um, Bette Miller sing this song, I Put a Spell on You, which is actually a song from way back in 1956, originally. But this is a cover of that song by Credence Clearwater Revival. Really? Okay. Yeah, the version goes all the way back to 1968. So if you hear the song, you all know that this is a song that Bette Midler covered in the 90s. And Hocus Pocus. So here it is. I Put a Spell on You by Credence Clearwater Revival. And then after that, classic song and classic cut, my exclusive interview with the showrunners of Phineas and Ferb. Of course, that's one of my nephew's favorite shows. Yes, we're getting nice. the top of, top of the celebrity list at NYCC. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's uh, uh, Dan Pavenmeyer and Swampy Marsh. What a cool name, Swampy Marsh. They're the showrunners. That's got to be a stage name now. Yes, they are the creators of Phineas and Ferb. If you haven't seen it, I, I, I recall watching it with my nephew. And uh, it's really funny for adults and for kids. Even the show is meant for children. Cool. Um, but uh, awesome. yeah, we're happy, happy uh, to be invited. Um, thank you, Disney. For uh, letting us uh, interview uh, the showrunners for um, that show, Phineas and Ferb. Awesome. So that's clo- closing out tonight's show, guys. And we will see well, you happy, next week. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Until then, peace. See ya. I put a spell on you. Wow, New York Comic Con. We're having an exciting time here. We're here in the press lounge with amazing creators of Phineas and Ferb. We have Dan and Swampy. What a cool nickname, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I got it uh, many, many years ago in England, 1980. 1980, wow. Yeah. 
from the English swamps, perhaps? Uh, well, it's because my last name is Marsh, and they decided they were going to call me Boggy Marsh or Swampy Marsh, and I was not going to have anybody call me Boggy. <laughs> so so Swampy so it is. I call him Boggy every chance he I get. If he so. really wants to get my, my goat, you know, Boggy. <laughs> Well, I heard some exciting news about Phineas and Ferb that after many, many years, um, we're getting another season. What? This yeah. is great news. When did, where did you hear this? Who have you been talking to? We better to? Get, back, get to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 40 more episodes. Wow. I know. Tell us about the, how that process came to be. Was it a fan petition? Was it... Uh, parents and children writing in to, to, to get more episodes? You know, Dan said it earlier, it's, yeah. it's always gotten yeah. really good ratings on streaming, you know, it's always yes. been in the top five. Yeah, so, so, so Disney Plus sort of drives a lot of business for, for Disney at this point, and we were doing really well on there. They've always used us as reruns on Disney XD and Disney Channel to you know and 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 there seems to still be all this interest and then in pandemic I think a lot of people started watching Phineas and Ferb and binging it as their comfort show you know because they were home and they and they could do that and uh, and the the top brass just said hey let's do more of this we got a call one day saying would you guys be interested in making more and we're like yeah sure we yeah. Wow, and now that the writer's strike is over, that, uh, that that's a, another benefit that you can keep those wheels turning, I guess, right? Exactly. Yeah. Although we were we were working throughout the writer's strike because we're, we're in a different, a different union. contract. Wow, different contract. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. so wow. So you kind of got that little loophole. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the uh, uh, basic cable animation, like kids' animation, is yes. uh, is covered under a different guild entirely. Uh, so we're not WGA. So, wow. so a lot of our friends were were out of work, but we we continued throughout. Wow! What can you tell us about the the new the new season? And um, is it going to have a lot of influence for the previous season? Are we doing something completely new? Can, elements of both? We can tell you very little. We've been instructed yes. uh, okay. very specifically that we can. We're coming back. We've got forty more episodes, <laughs> and you know we're we're. We're not going to change all of the things that we're working on the show. I yeah. guess that's the best way yeah, to put it. Yeah, they've told us, you know, we don't think it's broken. We don't think you need to fix it. You can just have sort of creative freedom to do whatever you want with, it, with wow. the characters. So we're having fun. And I watched a the few episodes with my nephew. He loves the show. Yeah. And <laughs> what I love about it is that you kind of throw in some humor that adults can appreciate. Yeah, we try to. We, yeah. we, we, we try to make it funny yeah. for everybody. We, we decided we were never going to cut a joke just because somebody said it was too smart for the audience. Because right. we always believed that children are much smarter than anybody gives them credit for. Yeah. 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 And we're just trying to make each other laugh. We're big kids. <laughs> We're all big kids at heart now. Yeah. Have you thought about a feature or uh, maybe a live action ver- version of Phineas and Ferb? Has that crossed your mind? There's been talk of that yeah. all since the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, the, we, we've uh, we've done two feature feature things for the for the channel and for Disney Plus. We've done d- done one of each of those, and uh, and we never say 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 no to that. Uh, but uh, but we'll see what happens this this time around. Now, how would Phineas and Ferb translate? To live action, would you think that would be workable? We or have to find a, a child with a triangle-shaped head, and that's going to be the hardest part of the process. Really, the search would be extensive. But yeah. so, if you have a triangle-shaped head, yeah, uh, you, 
<laughs> send us your resume. Take some acting classes now. Yeah. <laughs> or just amazing prosthetics, but somehow I'll make it work, right? And a trained platypus, okay. which is yes. going to be really hard. That's so. CG, yes. Yeah. There's there roadblocks. There's a so lot. Find somebody with a triangle-shaped head who also has a trained pet platypus. <laughs> that would be the, It's going to be very hard, but that's the golden that, ticket, that, man. If we do that, then we're, we're in. Oh, my God. That is why this has been a tremendous. Thank you so much for talking to us here on Below the Belt Show, Absolutely. where we hit below the belt. <laughs> let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for Phineas and Ferb, and let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. He's Dan. And I'm Swampy. Wait. Wait. No, something like, but I'm you should. Dan and he's Swampy. Watch Phineas and Ferb. It's good for you. And here we are on Below the Belt. <laughs> Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.